the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Man, we are into Friday, which is, of course, the last day of the week. Or the last day of the week before the weekend. Best way to look at it. And uh, I'm excited about that. I hope you are, too. And it's a three-day weekend for many of us. I uh, will leave the studio after I finish up at 6 and uh, make my way home. And I think I'm going to head out and do a little um, eating tonight at Nauru in Cabot. Love that place. Great Asian food. Head over there, have dinner tonight. Then go home, maybe watch a couple of movies on Netflix, call it a night, sleep in a little late, work out in the gym that I've got in my garage uh, tomorrow. Now, I was telling John, who's filling in today uh, with Zach and uh, doing my show, that uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday look like they're going to be pretty sunny days and in the low 90s. So I'm going to get out on the deck and uncover my legs so that I don't blind everybody at the uh, Panama Beach beach come in about three weeks. Wouldn't be fun. We appreciate the warning. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I just tell you, I don't know what it is. I wear shorts. My my legs have not shown any inkling that they have even been in the sun, and they have been in the sun more than they've been in the past. I got a little bit. You can see I'm a little bit brown on my arms, but... Man, nothing on my legs. It's bad. Well, not all that much on my chest either. So this weekend, I'll try to work on that a little bit, lay out in the sun and catch a little bit of the rays and try not to get sunburned while I'm at it. Today was a great day for me. I've been wa- I've been waiting for this day now for a month. I uh, purchased a uh, Olympic weight uh, bar. You know, it's about 44 pounds no weights on it at all takes uh, the two inch weights and I've got plenty of weights. I got 800 pounds at the house, but I haven't been able to do, uh, I'm on my 21st week of working out again. Uh, and, and, and haven't missed too many days. I've had to miss a couple cause I had to get out and do, um, uh, a few meetings in the morning. And like I had to be at work early this week at uh, 9.30, and that means that I'm not going to get up at, no, 5 o'clock in the morning to lift weights. That's just not going to happen. I wouldn't even recognize the weights at 5 o'clock. So I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to, to work out on, on uh, Wednesday. But the bar came in uh, yesterday, and I got up this morning, went in. I, I slipped uh, a couple of 25-pound, uh, you know, weights on it so that's about 95 pounds total started doing deadlifts again today john got the deadlifts going today and i was kind of surprised because i got uh i got a set of 10 in 
and a set of seven in. So I, I was good. About, I was good feeling about that. But I can tell. I can tell I've done them. My legs are saying, "Yeah, you did those. Yeah, you did. You did those." And my hamstrings are telling me that I did them as well. So glad to be able to do that. The next thing I got to get, I got to get a get me get myself a preacher's bar so that I can. Uh, and there's a device. I don't know what it's called. I don't know if you've ever seen it, John. If you, you like put it on like a shirt or something. It's not a shirt by any stretch of imagination. And it come, it's made of metal, and it comes out on the side so that you can do your bicep curls, and it makes you stay in really good form. And, and that's the key to weightlifting. Uh, many years that I did it when I was playing sports in college and things, it's just something you got to do. And this keeps your elbows, it sits in uh, against the padding right next to your ribs, and, man, it just blasts away at your biceps. So I got those two things yet to get, and it's going to run me about 50 bucks for the two of them. You'd, you'd be amazed. I call it my house of pain. It's uh, it's there in the, my garage. Half of my garage is taken up for working out now. I got I, fi- I finally bought a uh, a rack for my dumbbells. So my dumbbells go from ten to thirty five. I do need to pick up another pair uh, of thirty pounders because I I try to get them to go from ten and then increments of five. And thirty five is going to be about my max. I think I I think if I if I start doing uh, you know, dumbbell flies and stuff with 35 pound weights. I'm going to be, you know, for a 66 year old guy, that's pretty good shape. I don't have to be, try to be, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't need to be, be that. Speaking of Schwarzenegger though, he's looking good. And that new Terminator, uh, a trailer that just came out, it just came out today and Linda Hamilton looking good as well. And that, I'm just telling you that movie looks awesome i know the last few have you know have been kind of well they've been weak put it that way they've been weak you're a terminator fan they've been all right to watch but nothing really great about them this one with uh cameron back now as producer but i know it's like when you look at uh, uh what was the movie that Toby Hooper directed uh, with a haunted house. You know, they're back. What movie was that? Poltergeist? Yeah, Poltergeist. Thank you. In back, you know, Steven Spielberg is known to have directed several of those scenes, and it wasn't Toby. And, and it shows when you watch the movie. You can almost pick the ones that he did. And I'm I'm looking at that new trailer today and i'm telling you cameron did a a couple of scenes tim scott didn't do all of them tim scott's the guy who's directing he's the guy who did uh john wick the first one and then also did uh just recently uh what was the other one that he did uh deadpool so you know he's good as far as action goes and i'm just telling you this movie it it has gone back and grabbed what was great about the first and the second. Now there there's a legitimate argument you can have about Terminator and Judgment Day. All right, I mean those two movies 
were fantastic, but which one's the better? It's like saying, which one's the better, alien or aliens? You know, his aliens was really good, but alien was really good too. So uh, there, I mean, I mean, we're talking a, 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 a frogs here between the two of them. And it's the same way with Terminator in one and two. After that, it, it all ran down kind of downhill. But this new, uh, at least watching the trailers, has got me really excited. And it comes out, I think, the first weekend in November. I will probably be the person here locally that buys the first two tickets to go see it. I'm a big Terminator fan. I love the Terminator franchise. And um, and you should love it as well. Because if you watch the Terminator and you watch where AI is at right now in our, our culture, it's not a far-fetched sci-fi leap to say, what happens when AI takes care of itself and makes itself better all the time? And if it's doing that, when does it say we're better than the people who created us? Because that's what, you know, that's what Terminator is all about, basically. Skynet and all of that kind of stuff. Great, great movies. Great, great thought process. But now with, uh, with Cameron back, with, of course, Linda Hamilton back, Sarah Connors is in this movie. Uh, this movie picks up right after Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And, of course, the Judgment Day that was supposed to come didn't come because Sarah Connor stopped it. She mentions that in the new trailer. I saved 3 million lives at that moment. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how how it all works. I'm excited. I'm just going to tell you, if you haven't seen the new Terminator Dark Fate trailer that came out today, you must see it. It will get you jazzed. I'm just telling you. You will get jazzed. Have you seen it yet? Matt has walked into the studio. Man, I'm all about it. Did that come not, on now? Did, does that not get you excited looking at that trailer? When you got the you got the real ones back. Yeah, that, that's it, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, can't, remember Poltergeist? Toby Hooper directed that, but Steven Spielberg had a lot of input into it and probably directed a few scenes. I'm thinking the same thing is happening here with Terminator: Dark Fate. I think Cameron has got his hands deep into this movie. It sure yeah, looks well, it. wouldn't you? It looks like it. Yeah, I mean, he's just got the two greatest selling motion pictures of all time with Avatar and Titanic. Yep. He knows you know? what he's doing. Well, yeah, I mean, if you go with, um, you know, non-adjusted numbers, um, Avatar's up there. Mm-hmm. And if you go with inflation-adjusted, Titanic's up there. Right. Only Gone with the Wind has beat those two motion pictures, I know. by the way. So. And isn't that amazing? Seriously, Gone with the Wind just keeps hanging on there. Well, when you think about how how when that movie came out and how popular that it's been, you know, but 1939 was a watershed year. Yes, it was in motion pictures. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, look at Wizard of Oz, also from 1939. Still, so, yeah. still holds its audience. Absolutely. So you know, when you look at that and you look at how tremendous those films were. And still remain to this day. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. But, you know, I can't think of a James Cameron film that people aren't excited about and doesn't turn out awesome. I you agree. Uh, he's going to do three more Avatar films. 
And why wouldn't you? And word has come out now mm-hmm. that he is so stoked but what by what they've done for uh, the Terminator. Right. He wants to do another trilogy. He wants to do a trilogy. Well. And I don't know, but if anybody can do it, he can. I think this. Does he have enough time to do it? Yeah. I mean, I think this entire uh, thing with Disney and, and, and the acquisition of Fox and what they're doing now is, is really going to um, help the entertainment landscape. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I like it. Okay. So, so you watched the trailer. Yeah. Here's, here's the scene that I saw. That reminded me okay. that it was probably Cameron doing uh-huh. the direction. There is a scene, okay, and it's uh, I'm thinking that it's Schwarzenegger driving a snowplow. It's in the middle of summer. He's on the he's on he's on a super highway, and he's got the plow down, and he's just mm-hmm. plowing cars left and right. Right. It looks awesome. This movie looks awesome. I'm just saying the 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 whole thing of the uh, excitement right, of the right. of the scenes. Right. This guy that's he knows directing is into that doing. too. But 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 Linda's back. Arnold's back, and she looks badass. And and you've got um, you know you've got the boy back, which I mean he stole a lot of scenes in the first movie he was in. I I'm glad to see him yeah, back. Part two, I, yeah. yeah. So I mean, why not? What's not to love? What's, What's better? Not to love? What's better than a scene with Linda Hamilton and a cybernetically devised human being that right? is, pro- is trying to protect a human and in some way has something to do with the future? We don't know what that is yet. And Linda Hamilton schooling her and saying, today is blah, blah, blah. It was supposed to be Judgment Day. I stopped it. And three billion people are still alive because of it. And is Linda, Linda Hamilton jacked or what? <laughs> she looks jacked in it. I'm, I'm serious. She yeah. drops that grenade yeah. off the yeah. bridge and she, she walks just, away. She says, "I'll I be just, back." <laughs> yeah, she just. Yeah, I, I can't. You know, I, I can't. It reminds me of kind of the 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 turn uh, of Jamie Lee Curtis when she came back for the for reboot Halloween. of Halloween. Yeah, she was just kicking, taking names, right? Yep. So I, I kind of see that coming, and I just yes, I'm excited about Terminator. But when you look at the fall, this lineup for the last quarter of the year, just oh, the motion dude, pictures that are out there, starting are so strong. next week. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, I mean, you've got you've got it on on September the sixth, chapter two. Yep. Which looks great, and, and there's a couple of little interesting movies on September the thirteenth. You've got Hustlers, which is on which is based on a true it's story. J-Lo. And it looks, it looks really good. That really happened. Those people, you know, those girls that were working at scores, those strippers, did actually hustle those Wall Street guys out of a lot of money. Stocks, a- bonds, ask, the whole bit. Ask Howard Stern. Yes. That's where he used yes. to go after his yes. show every day. Got stock tips from those guys and yep. everything. So, I mean, that, that's cool. That's, that's based on a true story. That's going to be a very entertaining film. And then when you look at the 20th, you've got Rambo Last Blood. You've got Ad Astra. That looks so interesting. You've got Downton Abbey, which is going to be yeah, big. Yeah. And there's a cool kids movie, uh, Abominable. Yeah, the that Abominable looks, Snowman, it looks PG, interesting. On September 27th. And then when you get to the 4th, you have Joker, which to me looks good. DC Comics has been on fire. It's from Warner Brothers. They did Shazam right. They did Aquaman mm-hmm. right. They did Wonder Woman right. I'm excited about Joker. 
October looks strong. And then, you know, getting in later in the year, uh, in December, Cats is going to be big. Star Wars is going to be the biggest ever. Uh, you've got Frozen 2 in November. And, of course, the Terminator film. Yeah, that starts um, off November. Just a strong end of the year. Yeah, really uh, is. The, the, the last quarter of 2019 is going to have much better film than the last quarter of 2018. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited about it, and we've got some cool little films coming up at Riverdale. We've got um, we've got uh, Loose playing this weekend. It's exclusive uh, at Riverdale. A uh, great review in the newspaper today yeah, for that. It did. We've, we've got After the Wedding at Riverdale Ten today. Uh, both of those are exclusive uh, for Riverdale. Uh, and I've had friends who uh-huh. texted me and they said, okay. "Dave, Ready or Not mm-hmm. is one of my top three movies." of 2019 if you really like if you like films of that type that's a strong film that's strong film um yeah and that that's playing at riverdale for for sure riverdale10.com and of course uh, we've got coming up the second uh, second tuesday in september we've got back to school with rodney dangerfield yeah classic yay Throwing in a nice little comedy there. That's going to be cool. He was great. He's a great guy. So I, I mean, Sam Kennison ah, kills man. that movie. Oh, man. When I was walking in the swamps of Vietnam, the rice paddies. Man, it's a great seat. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield, man. <laughs> that's a that great guy scene. just, yeah, what a career. What and a the career. great dive Unbelievable. At the end. Unbelievable. All right. Let's take a break. We come back. We'll tell you what's playing at the movies. You'll want to go to the movies this weekend. See them now because I'm going to tell you what, a lot of them are going to be moving out of the theaters because it is coming. We got more coming your way in a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Boy, coming up at the bottom of the hour already, don't forget about uh, Dwayne Smith's insurance agency. That's Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency, 3920 East Keel Avenue in Sherwood, an all-state insurance agency. They've got Mr. Mayhem in a cage. They won't let him get to you, all right? They understand his game. What you need to do is call him at 501-819-0373. That's 501-819-0373. Set up a time that you can go by, bring in your car insurance, your house insurance, life insurance, all the insurances that you got. Let them take your insurance, apply all state to them, and show you how they can save you money and get you better coverage. That's Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency. Matt Smith is here with us. Of Look course, the man around all the central arkansas theaters we've got about a, a minute and a half here a minute and a half why don't you tell us what's playing at riverdale 10 hit us at riverdale10.com current features show times complete description of the films buy your tickets right there at riverdale10.com this weekend after the wedding it's brand new just started today also new today loose that's l-u-c-e by the way yes still playing angel has fallen once upon a time in Hollywood, where'd you go, Bernadette? Blinded by the light. Good boys, ready or not. The Angry Birds 2 movie and the new Spider Man extended director's cut. And we had the exclusive showing of The Nightingale. That's Riverdale10.com. Tickets are already on sale for It Chapter 2 next week. Be sure to uh, get your tickets in advance. Now, uh, Julian Moore, Michelle Williams, Billy Cudrup, Will Chase, 
Alicia Davis, Abby Quinn, All Star in After the Wedding. Be sure to check that out. Riverdale10.com. Over 40 different beers, eight different wines, luxury leather, electric recliners with tables and reserved seating in all 10 auditoriums. Every seat's a VIP recliner. And we do serve a full food menu. All the chairs in Hot Springs exactly the same way. All the chairs in Cabot exactly the same way. And we are installing those chairs in Searcy. Every seat in Searcy will be a luxury recliner by October 1st. All right. We got news coming up when we come back. We'll see what's playing in Cabot, Searcy, and Hot Springs right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All that's coming your way. And uh, I want to talk about Angel Has Fallen as well. That's coming up. You know, you got a 96% chance, a 96% chance of losing $111,000 in Social Security benefits. That's according to new research in Bloomberg. 96% of Americans lose $111,000 in Social Security benefits because they take their benefits at the wrong time. You really have to pay attention to this stuff or it can cost you. Learn how you can avoid it at an educational workshop, Maximizing Social Security with David Lucas. Happens here in Little Rock. Two workshops in September. Tuesday the 24th, Thursday the 26th, registration just 20 bucks and seats are selling fast. If you've saved $250,000, register now by calling 501-653-6690. The workshop will reveal the little-known strategies that could help you wring every nickel out of your benefits that are rightfully yours. 501-653-6690. Or you can register online at davidlucasfinancial.com. Now, before we go to uh, Cabot, Searcy, and Hot Springs, let's talk a tad, if we shall, about The Angel Has Fallen, which opened last weekend, did $21 million. That was about $5 million more than they expected. Right. It did good. And I'm telling you what, it is a very highly entertaining movie because of the casting they have all of these tracking metrics uh that they that they study uh you know with com score and um box office magazine and they just look at a lot of different things like you know um trends on facebook uh what's happening on instagram social media hits mm-hmm. uh what's being done on twitter and they try to predict the gross you know on that based on you know, the audience awareness. Right. The problem with that is when you're talking about a film that would appeal to a very younger set of 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 customers, like, say, a Toy Story 4. Right. They're not interacting on social media, so you can't really use that as a predictor. Sure. That makes sense. When you're talking about a movie that is going to gear toward an intelligent adult moviegoer, they got better things to do than play with their phone. Yeah. So the prediction of that is a little bit off. Uh, but now if it's a movie geared toward phone-obsessed age group, generally they hit it right on. Like uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, PG-13, little cool, little kind of scary. They did well. A lot of kind of scary movie from Lionsgate Films. Mm-hmm. Very much scare, skewed toward that younger demographic of the millennials and that type of thing. Sure. And that prediction was spot on. They were right on with what it was going to do. Uh, whereas they were off on their Toy Story prediction, and as you said, off on Angel is Fallen. Yeah. But that's more of an adult-driven kind of uh, action thriller. 
So, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was right up there with John Wick 3 as how John Wick 3 pulled the three stories together. Yep. I thought Angel has Fallen also pulled the three stories together. Now, I enjoyed John Wick more. I'm a big John Wick fan. I love John Wick. It's a great series. But Angel's Fallen was right there. If you hadn't seen it, it's definitely something you need to go yeah, see. You got to go weekend. see it. I definitely. mean, right now, going into the weekend, yes, it's already made twenty-seven million dollars. I would expect over the long weekend, it will do at least another three, if not four million dollars. So that would put it break it at break it over thirty million at that point, and that they got to feel very good about. Yeah, they would feel very oh, yeah. good about that. I would think so. I think it's interesting they haven't released uh, it internationally. It's nothing but a domestic film. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I thought that was interesting as well. With that said, what's going on? Let's go first to the south. Hot okay. Springs, what's happening? Okay. Well, uh, it's hotspringsvip.com, hotspringsvip.com. And if you're down in Hot Springs, you can go by and check out Angel is Fallen, which we are showing exclusively at our Hot Springs Cinema. Go Hot see Spr- it. It's a good Sp- movie hotspringsvip.com now the theater in hot springs has recently been uh, expanded and completely remodeled and refurbished all new parking lot uh, all new front facade uh, all new carpet floor lights drapes screen masking screen skirts screens new dolby 7.1 surround sound uh, new tile every seat in the building is a luxury leather electric recliner with a table and reserved seating we offer stadium seating. We have over 20 different beers and eight different wines. Full food menu. Hit hotspringsvip.com. Now showing Angel is Fallen, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, The Lion King, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged, Fast and Furious Presents, Hobbs and Shaw, Good Boys, Ready or Not, The Angry Birds 2 movie, and Spider-Man Far From Home Director's Cut. Uh, tickets are already on sale for It Chapter 2, which starts Thursday. Uh, we've already got tickets on sale for Rambo Last Blood. Starts Thursday. Thursday the uh, 20th. Uh, the or Excuse me, Thursday the 19th. Uh, we've also already got tickets on sale for um, Downton Abbey. Uh, tickets are already on sale for Hustlers. Uh, tickets wow. are already on sale for Abominable Snowman, that uh, kid's picture on uh, September 26th. So go to hotspringsvip.com and check that out. Full food menu. Uh, like our page on Facebook and follow our events. Download the free Theater Group mobile app and be sure to sign up for our email newsletter. We've got a rewards program where you can spend uh, $1 for every dollar you spend. You get a point. Redeem those points for free movie tickets and free concessions. And, of course, the 2020 free popcorn bucket is in stock. Be sure to pick up your free popcorn bucket. Last week. Hotspringsvip.com. All right. Be sure to check it out. Going to my hometown. Are we going to the big city of Cabot now? Heading to Cabot. Cabot. All right. That's CabotVIPCinema.com. CabotVIPCinema.com. Now, playing this weekend, of course, is Angel Has Fallen. And, of course, this weekend we are playing Overcomer. Lion King, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged, Good Boys, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, The Angry Birds 2 Movie, Spider-Man Far From Home, Extended Cut from the Director, and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, CabotVIPCinema.com. Every chair in the building is a luxury leather electric recliner with a table and reserved seating. 
Pick up your 2020 free popcorn bucket right there at the theater. Be sure to sign up for the rewards program to get free concessions and movie tickets. Like our Facebook page and follow us on Facebook. Sign up for the email newsletter. Download the free theater group mobile app. Tickets on sale now for Hustlers on September 13th. It, Chapter 2, September the 6th. And, of course, uh, tickets on sale for Rambo Last Blood Ad Astra. <clears throat> Excuse me, tickets on sale for that one. And tickets are also on sale for uh, Downton Abbey. All of those playing in Cabot, CabotVIPCinema.com. Uh, be sure to sign up for rewards and sign up for the email newsletter. Uh, any kind of food you could possibly imagine right there available in Cabot. And we do have private club status in Cabot. Be sure to become a member of our private club. It is free to get your membership card. You can have a beer while you watch Rambo. Rambo. Last blood. Last <laughs> Rambo. And it looks good. It does look good. He's going to tie that up nicely in yep. a bowl for all of us. And I, I want to see it. I do, too. I'm going to go I see really that. I really do. That's the one that I'll see Thursday night. Okay. And then I'll go see Ad Astra. That's okay. That's the other one I want to see. There you go. See. Downtown Abbey. Care less. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good weekend with three great movies that hit all demographics. Everybody's yeah. going to be happy. That reminds me of Remains yeah. of the Day. That's what Yeah, you want to see an action right. picture? You're going to Rambo Last Blood. You better believe it. You want to see some some sci-fi stuff? You're going to Ad Astra. And it, women are going to go see Downton Abbey. It's going to yep. be a big hit with women. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So we got to go to, to uh, Cersei. We're ready. CerseiCinema.com. CerseiCinema.com. New this week, Overcomer, starting today in Cersei. Also showing Angel Has Fallen, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, The Lion King, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, The Angry Birds 2 movie, and Spider-Man, The Director's Cut. CerseiCinema.com, full food menu, stadium seating, luxury leather, electric recliners with tables, and reserved seating. Be sure to sign up for rewards and get a point for every dollar you spend and redeem that for t-shirts and CDs and free movie tickets and concessions. Be sure to pick up that 2020 free popcorn bucket. It's on sale. Sign up for email newsletter. Like us on Facebook. There you go. CerseiCinema.com. That's what's playing around the area. You don't have a reason for not going to see a movie this weekend, I got to tell you. And I know there's, a you know, college football's kicking off, but I know that the only game that you really want to watch is the Razorback. So after that game's over with, man, the theaters are beckoning you to come in and watch some movies they're playing some pre-k3 program yeah outside of the plane this weekend <laughs> portland who is it portland state university or somebody like that they're going and again play. see there's the problem because you have to say who who is it then who is it you know yeah uh, it is they're exactly not playing who anybody. is it they're not playing no they're anybody. not really why aren't they playing ualr this weekend yeah that's a good question i mean i could suit up out there probably <laughs> i don't even think about can't football. play ualr in football because UALR doesn't have a football team. Well, why don't they play Conway or Jonesboro or, I don't know, the Wonder Boys at Arkansas Tech and you know leave some of that money in the state? I mean, if you're going to go beat up on some subpar, we can you know, talk terrible about this teams. When we come back because the new— Give some money to the state. The new athletic director mm-hmm. that is in now yeah. seems to me the most open mm-hmm. to doing some plays like that. They're going to mm-hmm. play— uh, the women's basketball team's going to play UALR this season. So that's mm-hmm. that's a big deal. I mean there's there's some there's some uh, openings, some light on the horizon that ASU mm-hmm. and U of A will play in football within the next I think 4 to 5 years. Well, can we talk about the stupidity of higher education when we come back from the break? I we mean, can. That would be fun. Cuz I like talking I about the stupidity that. of 
higher education. Yeah, I would like to touch base on that. All right. Uh, yeah, we could we'll pick be, on Fayetteville or jump on Little Rock. We'll I be mean. right back to talk about it with you all on uh, Facebook. Let's take a break. we got more coming your way. All right, back. Last uh, segment with Matt Smith today. we Look got the now. folks coming in today from Magic Springs. They'll be joining of us course. here in a few moments. But with that all said, hey, let's talk about something that doesn't have to do with movies. The okay, movie, let's do it. Look, the movie to see this weekend is The Angel. Angels Fall. That's Fall. All right, just keep that in mind. Yes, That's sir. The one to go see. Or if you're close to the River uh, Riverdale 10, mm-hmm. uh, Ready or Not would yes. be a great one to see. Lucy would be a L-U-C-E, by the way, is a good one to see. And what was it, the one about <laughs> the wedding? After the wedding. After after the wedding and the nightingale if you like horror movies the nightingale it's a horror movie it is really a psychological thriller some people would say it's a horror movie it will jack you around okay the nightingale's a real deal what's it about you know the the director and writer of the baba duke oh yeah that's who did Nightingale. Oh, really? Yeah, man. It's like, whoa. Baba Duke was it good. It messes with your head. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nightingale is then. something else. Yeah. yeah I it's, go it's, see it. Yeah. Yeah, you, okay. yeah. I put that immediately on my list then. Yes. Yes. Uh, that and Ready or Not. You'll like both of those. Yeah. I want to go see Ready. So, Ready yeah. Or not. I mean, yeah. And so we were going to talk about colleges, right? Yes. And so, like, you know, just, I mean, I don't necessarily want to beat up on Fayetteville, but just take a look at Little Rock. You've got Pulaski Technical College where enrollment is dropping. You've got ULR where enrollment is dropping. Uh, you've got these schools that struggle to pay their bills. Yep. And have issues. Serious issues. Mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, the two HBCUs here in town, uh, Philander Smith, and I believe the other one was Arkansas Baptist. Enrollment's dropping. Um, I don't know why you couldn't put those together, put Pulaski Tech and ULR together, and put the other two together. Now, I understand why those guys are against it because, you know, if you're a college president or you're the professor of underwater basket weaving, you're head of that department or you're, you know, head of the history department or head of the English department or head of the math department or head of the art department, and you combine those two schools, now we just need one. We need one executive vice president of BS. We need one executive vice president of water painting. We need one executive vice in one department head in history. You see what I'm saying? So these guys that are making a quarter of a million dollars a year, a half million dollars a year off the taxpayer, not going to have a job anymore. So that's why they don't want to consolidate them. But having these big college campuses with all of these overpaid figureheads is a thing of the past. Uh, it's like Sears. It's going away. People are not going to hop Dinosaurs. In, people aren't hopping in the car anymore and driving over to campus. There's going to be a lot more online classes. And even more so now that Arkansas has decided to join the 21st century and get broadband across the state. going to be a lot more online classes, going to be a lot more classes where people are taking things from home and using Skype and FaceTime and their laptop or their home computer to take classes. A lot less of this. I got to get in the car and drive across town to walk into a classroom and sit in a chair and listen to this dude that's got an overhead projector. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like how you used to go to school and buy a bunch of books and shove them in a backpack and carry them around all day. Don't have to do that anymore. New schools do not have lockers because there are no books. You just get your little iPad. And that's how you get your schoolwork now. Which makes me wonder why do we spend so much money oh i'm that send your hate mail yeah to dave at salemlr.com all right why do we need libraries 
<clears throat> so they so that a special interest group can take your tax money and spend it on something saying. they like. I'm just saying. Why should the city of Little Rock have a one screen movie theater downtown? For that matter, why should the city of Cersei? Yeah. Because they like to take taxpayers' dollars and set it on fire. Only the government can tax you more to pay their bills. The rest of us have to either cut our expenses or increase our sales. Yeah, or go out and get a second job. Yeah, only the government can say, hey, we're just going to put a 3% tax on cheeseburgers, pay it or screw you, buddy. Yeah. Only the government can do something like that. So those schools need to be consolidated because the day is coming when nobody's getting in their car to drive to campus. You don't need all that acreage. You don't need all those classrooms. You certainly don't need all of those figureheads. I'm going to tell you what. I've been having Harding University on this station uh-huh. with me. A lot of them are confused, every but some of them have together. With three with, uh, you know, about every three weeks, uh-huh. talking about things that they're doing. Uh-huh. I'm thinking about using them to get my master's because I can do it all online. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, but if you were taking freshman English, why wouldn't you do that online? I agree with that as well. So I think it is. I think it's overkill. I think it's too much. I think it's a thing of the past. And if you consolidated Plassey Tech and ULR, you could save so much taxpayer money, and you would have an actual student body, as opposed to those two things losing enrollment. Right. And mm-hmm. it continues. And I don't see how it's going to turn around for them because there are less and less kids finishing high school now. You know, we had a a, a drought of children during the recession. And so they're not coming. There's not going to be there's going to be less students going to college next year than there is right now. And by the time these small, small kids get to college age, what are we going to be doing with technology then? Right. Consolidate those schools, man. Stop running up the taxpayer money and stop looking for reasons to increase tuition on these kids. See, what I thought was cool mm-hmm. when I was talking to them about the master's program is what right. they can do now. It used to be you'd watch like a video presentation, mm-hmm. take your test and all those things, and I hated those classes. Oh. But now you go online, the teacher can see you, you can see and the, the teacher, class is live. And everybody right can there. see yeah. each other. And exactly. It's great. There you go. I love it. Well, of course. You're right on it, Betty. You're right on it. <laughs> Consolidate them. You'll be back uh, a week, uh, two weeks from today. Yeah, I will not be not here next, next week. week. When uh, Next week, Monsters of Todd will be here. Nice. All right. We'll be back in just a moment with folks from Magic Springs here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Magic Springs is here. In the I, house. Wish, I wish we could have kind, kind of done like a magician thing and I could have big explosion and smoke and people watching us on facebook going, whoa dave's going into magician stuff now now that's not what happened michael wampler's here he is the marketing director at magic springs it's been too long he came in before the season started he's waited until now the season's coming to an end and i'm pissed off why Don't did be you pissed wait off because i always bring you the nuggets right that's true the that's nuggets true, but you're busy i so, know no, you're busy so it's what it's uh three o'clock yes it is okay and on a friday on a friday but for your listeners who've been under a rock yeah we've got nine hours left for the wow sale okay the wow sale is the best priced 2020 Magic Springs Seasons Pass. Get ready. Right? Now. Get so you, ready no, now. You go to magicsprings.com right now. Pull over. You got to do it now. Yeah, pull over. Don't do, do it, it while don't you're driving. Do it while you're driving, please. But seriously, uh, sale ends 11.59 p.m. 
And no, there won't be an extension. You're not going to see this price at another time during the year. But fifty four ninety nine plus tax is going to get you tomorrow. So you get the rest of 2019, including magic screens. Yeah, baby. Good all stuff. of 2020, you get your season parking. You'll get a souvenir sport bottle, and you'll get your bring-a-friend ticket. Now, of course, the sport bottle and the friend ticket aren't available until next year. Sure. But we're going to go ahead and honor the season's parking for this year as well. So that's oh, huge. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm telling you, I always bring you the good stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, you did bring me some good that's stuff. That's right. I give you, I give you that's credit right. for doing now, that. People are saying, so what if I wait? What happens if, if I don't take advantage of you it? You lose. You lose. You lose. That's, it's that simple. You lose. That's right. Now, let's say that you, it, the, the dollars just aren't there. Well, no worries, because starting tomorrow... We got the Labor Day sale. Okay. Now it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna cost you more. So come with sheets. Ah. It comes with all the goodies, all the goodies, all the goodies. You know, it's sheets and mattress time. Yeah. Yeah. You can. So with the Wow sale, you're saving twenty five dollars. Okay. Tomorrow you'll save fifteen dollars because it'll it goes to sixty four ninety. But see, that's the way it should be. Exactly. If you don't get in when the big big sales coming, then you pay a hey, little bit more. Best Buy and Walmart do it very successfully, and there's fools. Li- you don't have to camp out to get my deals. And Kmart used to do it really well <laughs> when they were smart and they had the blue light the special. Blue light special. Then they gave it up, wanting to be somebody else, and now they're not even around anymore. Well, the Wow sale, as I said, <laughs> that ends tonight, eleven fifty nine. That's your blue light special, folks. Gotta love that. Hope so. Gotta love that. And when are the uh, when's the village people in? Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. So how, how the interesting wow. that I just popped in my mind that the village people were coming to Magic Springs. That's right. <laughs> I have been rehearsing the YMCA for weeks, and I still, it's like the Macarena. You can't do this. I can't do that. I'm, yeah. I'm just challenged. Where were you on the disco floor, brother? I broke my ankle with the platform, <laughs> with the platform the shoes. Platform shoes. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. I was, I was on injured reserve during the disco days. See, that was tonight, after I take my wife to dinner, we're going to sit down and watch a movie together. And on Netflix, I came across the movie that I want to watch with her. Okay. And this makes sense, all right? All right, I'm it, ready. The 50th anniversary just happened. 50th anniversary? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to sit down and make my, watch, my wife watch uh, Woodstock tonight. Very cool. And watch Alvin Lee <laughs> just kick it. I mean, he kicks it in it. And Sly kicks it. Oh, that's great. I'm looking looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm going to watch Woodstock tonight. Three hours. You know who one of the cameramen on that was? Not a clue. Scorsese. Wow. One of the first things that he did was Woodstock, yeah. He wasn't the director. wonder he what just, else he did during uh, Woodstock. <laughs> hmm. Probably the same things I did during Woodstock, to be honest with you. Anyway, but yeah, it was a that was such that's such a seminal. I don't think there's any movie that catches live as much great live music as that movie does. Exactly. I'm looking over. Matt's still here. Is not the ten years after clip of "I'm Going Home" the most electrifying piece of rock and roll ever caught on film? 
I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that documentary is incredible. It's really good. You do need to watch that if you haven't seen it. You know, they just released a a box set of all the recordings digitally remastered. You should not I have think told when the box set oh, went on sale, it was like $800 and sold out in a moment. But it's all the music at Woodstock that weekend. Okay, so you get all the stuff from The Who, you get all the stuff from Janis Joplin and all of that. Although I heard that her appearance at Woodstock was not the best appearance of hers of all time. Yes, I mean, they, they start with, with Robert Evans on the recording and then roll all the way straight through until Hendrix does the Star Spangled Banner at 9 a.m. on Monday. And it sold out immediately. You can't get that. There's some other compilations that are out there. That totally remastered digitalized box set is gone. Oh. You can't wow. get it anymore. No, it's 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 sold out. I mean, I don't know. Somebody might have it on eBay. eBay. It's incredible. <laughs> but yeah, you need to watch that. And then there's a How documentary. There's a documentary floating around out there about the US Festival from 1982, the first US Festival put on by Wozniak. Okay, and how they did it right. You need to see that as well. That's tremendous. That's that. That's also as good. But yes, uh, the Woodstock, the actual 50th anniversary was August 15th. Yeah, it just so, last yes, weekend that's just right. occurred. Just occurred. I know. And then they were trying to put together a 50th anniversary, and all the greedy people got involved. And guess what? It didn't happen. Yeah, they were having trouble securing a site. Uh, I do think they could have gotten some artists. Uh, but, you know, you got to have your site there, and you got to have your production right. Uh, you know, the artists will show up, but, you know, you got to pay them. And, and you know, not you need, like Woodstock, you, you need half down up front. You know, they're not coming for nothing. And and not like lot, it was in Woodstock. There's a lot of demand now because there's so many festivals out there too. You now, know, I mean, there, there there's so many festivals happening across the country. Now, I which heard not be the case. That one of the problems was that they could not get a crane to swing a big enough wrecking ball for Miley Cyrus. Is that true? Come on, man. <laughs> My, Miley's cool. Miley's she was going to come. Miley's cool. She man. was going to come. Miley's cool. Now, the you question get, is... You get nothing it, by Miley, okay? If Miley was going to be there, the question is, would she have performed with any clothes on? Hey, Miley knows what she's doing. And don't think for a minute... <laughs> and, and I know people talk Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift wishes uh. she had Miley Cyrus money, because I promise you... Uh, they got most of any dollar Miley ever got because Billy Ray Silas yeah, is one of the most intelligent individuals walking around in the entertainment business today. So if an accountant or an attorney or somebody <laughs> with a record label has something to say to Miley, she'll look all that over and then she will tell them, I need to take that to my dad, see what he has to say about it. Now I got you. Yeah, don't think Billy Ray Cyrus is just achy breaky heart, brother. I know. <laughs> it is not. not like that. I know, I know that. I know yes. that for like a fact. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Yeah, Matt, of course, on just before you, and yeah. he comes on every Friday for the most part, except when he's out trolling around in the Caribbean somewhere. But anyway, <laughs> he uh, typically, or in Vegas, but typically he's here, and we have a great time talking about movies, but we're both huge lovers of rock and roll, and in hardcore rock and roll. Well, you know where my mind went because of your passion for space. Yeah. I figured it was men on the moon with the 50th anniversary of the apollo landing well you know last thursday now okay last thursday was the 50th anniversary of dave ellswick in radio all milestones i've been doing 50 years 
So we like to put it this way. So you started right between I started lunar when, landing and when Woodstock. When men walked on, <laughs> on the, the moon, moon, Dave Ellswick started radio. How about that's that? exactly that's, that's awesome. Exactly right. And Congratulations. They, they haven't walked on the moon since, and nobody has done a show like, like the Dave Ellswick show, like show since either. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it goes, man. Just the way it happens. I'm proud to say this. We found out we we're always looking to see what the age of our average listener is. The station I used to be at is 65 years old. All right. I won't say they're call letters. I don't, I don't, I don't think I even have to. People know. Here, 35. And it's because of what we do on this show. That's man. right. We, don't, we just don't do the same things over and over. After you, my geek squad comes in. Sweet. Dr. Tim Lim will be here, and I'll, I'll have Mark Pellegrini here. And I'm going to have Shane Stacks here, and we're going to talk all geek stuff. Because I'm a geek at heart. Absolutely. You know the movie I'm really... We we spent 20 minutes talking about it, starting the show off today. Not a clue. Terminator. New Terminator oh, movie this year. Coming back. up in November 1st-ish, that first weekend in November. And Cameron's back. James Cameron's back. He is the producer of the movie. You got the director who did Deadpool, who's directing the movie, you got Arnold's back again, and then last but not least, you know, you got, uh, what's her name? Uh, trying to think of her name right now. Plays uh, Sarah, what's her? Who Linda, is? Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Linda Thank Hamilton. you. Linda Hamilton's back. And they just dropped a new trailer today that zeroes in on her. She looks great. She's as badass as she was uh, back with the Terminator 2, and she has to be for the simple reason that this Terminator says all the other Terminators that happened after that second one don't, don't exist. It's kind of like Halloween, what they did with Halloween. They don't exist anymore. This picks up the day after Judgment Day. So that's going to be cool. Wow. I'm fired up, man. Yeah, buddy. I'm fired up. That's one of my favorite franchises, that and Aliens. And they, hadn't done it, they haven't done Aliens justice since Aliens, and they haven't done the Terminator justice since... Judgment Day. Agreed. So I'm 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 all ready to go. I'm fired up. I'm ready to I'm ready to rock and roll. That's in awesome. the theater. I will even break down and have a big bucket of popcorn with butter on it. Cheat you, day. Gotta have yeah. Gotta have gotta that have it. when you're watching that kind of stuff. It's just like that. You got when you go to Magic Springs, you got to ride the roller coasters or eat a funnel cake. No, 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 no. You got to ride the roller coasters. That's Look, I, I go to a, many amusement parks, and Magic Springs is a fun one to go to. Uh, my favorite all-time amusement park is up there in Sandusky, Ohio. That's right. Because I love roller coasters. You're the man. I am going to, I'm going to Disney World next year with my daughter. Okay. She's a huge Disney World person and her husband. They're huge about it. The only reason I told them I won't go this year, I go next year. And they said, what? I said, because I can't go, uh, you know, at the end of the year. And that's when the new Star Wars things open. That's right. So I want to go to that. And I figure the massive craziness may be calmed down a Maybe. little bit. Just a little bit. That's what you guys need to do. You need to 
you need to have a Terminator part of the park. <laughs> That's just what I'm saying. You need a Terminator part of we the park. We have X coaster. Yeah, yeah I know. See? you got good stuff. I'm just saying. For, for the folks here, it's a great place to go. Thank you. And the price is right. Especially on that wow sale. Well, I agree. And that's until what? You said 11.59.59? Basically is what what the, it is. The clock Don't is wait. ticking. Do Don't not wait. wait until then. Call now and or go online, go online. now Easy and take peasy. care of it. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. Thank you. All right. So what's going on right now? If I went over to Magic Springs, went through the gate, What's waiting for? Is that me? after security grabs you and, and walks <laughs> yeah. you out? <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Forget about that. No, no. What's going well, on? Well, obviously, we've got the Labor Day weekend, and it's your final chance to enjoy the water park. Water park will close after Monday. Oh wow! And it's going to be a great weekend. Look, they're saying it's, a, it's going to be nineties. It's an absolutely glorious weekend. It's a three day weekend. So we've got village people on Saturday. Park hours are eleven to 8 water park is 11 to 6 sunday is september 1st so it's the start of hispanic heritage month so we brought a, a latina artist named alicia villaria okay she'll be performing and of course both of these concerts are free with your one day park admission or seasons pass park hours again on sunday are 11 a.m to 8 p.m with the water park closing at 6 it's also the final cooler sunday and I know that's one of your favorites where you load up the family cooler, bring any food items you want into the park, have picnics in the park. The only restrictions are no glass and no alcoholic beverages. So cooler Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Look, I, you don't lose 59 pounds and drink beer. That's true. I mean, I'm just being honest. And you look great, you. by the way. Yeah, that happens. You look it's great. It's going to get better. Just tell oh, me. Oh, no doubt. I think I'm at the point right now that after I drop. This next eight pounds, I get to 180. I'm going to be happy about that. But I I weighed in today, and I got one of those scales that gives you where you are percentage-wise, fat-wise, you know, muscle-wise. I've finally gotten muscle past fat, so that's good. That means I'll burn more fat right, You're now. on the other side now. But, uh, yeah, but it's still I'm still way up in the 20 percentile, and I want to be at about the 13 percentile. Oh, we got something coming in. This just in? <laughs> cameo appearance on the new terminator film uh, be nice yeah, that would be, it'd be nice to do that to be honest it's rocking that six pack. it's looking good we got to take a break let's do that okay we'll come back we'll talk with mike some more because we got to talk about magic screams what's what's coming up as far as that's concerned how soon can you buy your tickets all of that because you don't want to miss it i'm just telling you you go uh apple bobbing with me i'll hold your head under the water we have more coming your way in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, Michael Wampler is in the studio, Director of Sales and Marketing over at Magic Springs. Don't forget the WOW sale goes on to 11 midnight. It stops at midnight tonight, okay? It finishes up at midnight. Get online. Save yourself about, what, 25 bucks a ticket or whatever? 25 bucks for a season's pass. Okay. Save 25 bucks Per person, It's folks. actually, this season's pass price is actually $5 cheaper than our summer adult admission was. Wow. Because any Saturday this past summer, people were paying fifty nine ninety nine. You're getting a, a, a the rest of the year, all of next year, for $5 less than what someone paid this Now's past summer. Now's the time to buy. Absolutely. It's a Labor Day sale on Friday only. 
It, yeah. end, it ends tonight at midnight. After that, you can't get this price anymore. Nope, it's you gone. can save $15, but you can't save no $25. Right. And if you're cheap like I am, you want to save $25. See? It's just the way it goes. Absolutely. The way it works. Okay, so tell me. Uh, so Labor Day weekend. Bring us up on Labor Day right? weekend now. So we've gotten through Saturday with Village People. Yes. Sunday with uh, Alicia Villaria. Okay. We, we're, we're getting to Monday. You know, there's still there's still lots of time to come ride and slide on Monday. And st- yeah, you can still get in the water park on Monday. It's going to be 92 degrees on That's Monday. Right. All right, bright sunshine. You want to be out at the water park? Now I brought you a twofer today. So okay, you ready for the second golden nugget for your listeners? Yes. All right. Here, I want to get real close to the mic because yeah, go is ahead, like, whisper right, it in, to him. Insider secret. Okay, you bring an unopened school supply item. Bring it to the ticket window. And they're going to give you the hookup, twenty four ninety nine. Okay, that's right, half price. Yeah, twenty four ninety nine. That's very time. cool. All you got to do is bring an unopened school supply item. Think of toys for tots, for school supplies. All right, right. Okay, and it and it goes for a great cause. It helps. It helps the, the school age kids. We we've been doing this now for three years. I started when I first came to the park. It's called Ride Slides and School Supplies. Because of my passion for education, and we've had over five thousand donations this year. We've, Good, we've surpassed twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen combined. The school districts have have just been hauling off tubs, and you've seen those big fifty gallon tubs that people use for storage yeah. in their garage. Yeah, the we, ones they throw their back out with. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> well, there have been some thrown out backs because these these tubs have been loaded to the gills. We blew two up. That's just all right. like that. Boom. You were, well, you're just close to the mic. That's all right. Well, I was trying to give them the secret. I know. Right? You got the secret right. going here. So, okay, give them the secret again. All now. right. $24.99 plus tax per donation, an unopened school supply. Now, people go, well, what do I bring? Let your conscience be your guide. That's exactly right. We've had, we've had donations of backpacks, three-ring binders, packages of paper, pens, pencils, what would you want your child to have to be ready to go to school? All right. Keep that thought. We're going to talk about it further when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Michael Wampler is here from Magic Springs. He's the director of sales and marketing and just an all-around great guy. All right. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Michael Wampler is here. He was talking about what's going on this weekend at Magic Springs. There's a lot of great things down there. Uh, for granddads and grandmas or mimis or nanas or whomever, whatever you are, this is a great time to go down and spend some time with your grandchildren. And we've just given you a really great way of saving some money for each member of your family you bring. Bring an unopened school supply and you get in for half price. That's right. twenty four ninety nine plus tax per donation. It's the best way to come. And with that other money, then you can buy, you know, all kinds of eating things. <laughs> That's where the funnel <laughs> comes in. That's where the funnel yeah. cake comes but in. But you know you what? The funnel fun- cake. It, while, while it's sad that it's the end of the summer and the water park will be closing, the fun doesn't stop there. Yeah. Because two weeks later, we open up on September the 28th for yes. Magic Screams. That's right. Magic Screams. I... This is, as far as I'm concerned, was it Six Flags that started this, or was it Universal that started You it? know, they both probably launched about the same time, Universal Fright Nights, and of course, Six Flags Fright Nights, and 
Uh, no, I think Universal refers to those as, as Terror Nights or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Terror but, Night. And Fright Fest is, is the Six Flags moniker. Yeah. But, you know, for Arkansas, for haunted houses it's across the state, spring. it's mad. I mean, you can go to a haunted house, right? And, and everybody's got the pop-up houses across the, the sure. state that, that people really love. Yeah. Where can you go and get three haunted houses, mm-hmm. a day of family Halloween activities, and ride rides in the dark. Yeah, that's right? cool stuff. We we literally are the scare capital of Arkansas. I got a kick out of uh, on Instagram. I think it was on Wednesday. Did you see the thing that they had on Instagram about riding Magic Mountain with the lights on? No. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. I, I watched it. Because I love Magic Mountain, I, I still Space Mountain or Space Dis- Mountain, Space yeah, Mountain not, and Disney. See, I'm putting oh, yeah. magic into it. What uh, can I say? That, because but there is a Magic Mountain. That's a Six Flags park in California. Yes, yes, and, and they're the roller coaster capital for Six Flags. So yeah. don't worry. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The Space Mountain is. Who wants to ride Space Mountain with the lights? I wouldn't on? want to, but I thought it just was interesting. Now, how, now, how you can be riding it, and there's another group riding it at the same time and going back while you're going in that's true that was kind of interesting well and there's if i remember correctly from my my theme park legends that there's actually seven ride units out on that track at any given time oh okay and it's it's obviously seven stories in a vertical building it's tall and and it's really compact, so your your turns cut back inside the track and the way they constructed it. So it could be pretty terrifying to actually see how it works in the, with the lights on. You may go, I'm never riding that thing again. It's like somebody went out and rode the um, the mouse. Yes, remember the mouse and right. turn do those ninety degree turns. ninety degree turns. And then somebody said, wonder what it'd be like to ride this with no lights. With no lights. <laughs> And make it look like a spaceship. Yeah, make it look like a spaceship. It was fun. I, nah, I, I don't even know out. if they still got it open at uh, at Disneyland or not. Well, you know the other the other theme park trick is to start running roller coasters backwards. So yeah, you've ridden the same ride for five years, and now suddenly they they the engineers just turn the cars around. And here we go. We're going to run this thing backwards. Is the thing still speed now? That first it's, drop, it's get still, over ninety miles an hour. No, what they do, everybody picks one thing. To be the biggest, fastest, tallest, longest, so they can say we've got that. So you can't be everything, and so typically it winds up being speed. But at some point, from physics, you can't get any faster because the body, the human body, can't sustain the G's unless you come to the end of the ride and there's just blood in the seats. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get that vision out of my head. Now. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. We are safe yeah. industry, by the way. <laughs> yes, that's the key. It's, it's still it's it's more safe to ride a roller coaster now than ever. But it's I mean, certainly safer than being on I thirty. Yeah, you're right about that. Or, or being on I forty and going to Conway and going to Conway. Rock. Exactly. Woo. I call that NASCAR. That's what I call that because mm. people just draft everybody else in front of them. There, I there's not six inches between a car. Now, I'm going to forget half of what there is to do, but for your listeners' benefit, yes. they can jump on magicsprings.com, okay. click on the link to Magic Screams, okay. and they'll see the complete lineup. But let's see if I can do it from memory. We are introducing five new Halloween-themed activities. But he can do it. We're going to offer 
the Carnival number nine in 3D scare vision. Carnival number nine. Can I say that that sounds a whole lot like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Carnival number nine <laughs> is the House of Clowns. Oh my God! Oh yes, gotta love that in 3D scare vision. Ooh. <sighs> It's bad enough when you're dealing with scary clowns in the dark that pop out. Yeah. Now they're popping out in 3D. Oh, my goodness. All right. We're introducing Illusion Confusion, which is a child's haunted haunted house, okay. a haunted experience. We're introducing Extrance 2.0. Okay. And that's the cycle, psychedelic journey to the other side. Alice in Wonderland, down the rabbit hole. Okay, gotcha. We've got the uh, Magic Screams games, and those are going to include Monster Operation, Brain Bash, and Scale Ball. Okay. Of course, you know we've extended for two extra weekends, so we're opening up on September 28th and running through November the 3rd. Now, people are, are emailing and saying, Mike, Halloween's on X day. Why are you open till November the 3rd? Sly like a fox. Yeah. Halloween falls on November 1st next year. So we're getting people used to six weeks of magic screams. Mm -hmm. And so in 2020, we'll be open on Halloween. There you go. Duh. Got to do it. Exactly. So did I hit them all? No. All right. Or as a church lady said, only prudent. <laughs> there, all your listeners are going, who's that voice? Who's that voice who won't come on the radio? Yeah. I'm just saying that this is very cool. I mean, you guys are expanding this out. You, yep. It started off small. It's now gotten much Oh, you remember when we used to bigger. open at 4 p.m.? Yes. So it was 4 to 11. You had to really hustle to do everything. So now opening at noon, you get an extra, an extra four hours of fun. And we're still billing it, you know, family fun by day and fright by any, night. Any good Halloween different kinds of foods that you guys might be serving? You know, I'm still waiting for the mad scientist in the food lab to come back with that. Okay. You know, I know they're they're experimenting with lady fingers. And, there you and, go. Yeah, you know. Um, Eyeballs. You know, and, and frothy, foaming beverages. Sure. So who knows? Got to have stuff for Halloween, special yeah. stuff for Halloween. We got a great lineup of family films. Now, nobody goes to a theme park to watch a movie. No, but. but while you're walking around at Illusion Confusion, right across the street there at the patio for the Split Rock Grill, they're going to be showing um, Little Monsters. Okay. They're going to be showing the original Ghostbusters. They're going to be showing a Paranorman. Okay. Hocus Pocus. Okay. That's five, right? Mm-hmm. So what are we missing? Monster House. Monster okay. House. Yeah. Monster House is good. Yeah. That's kind of cartoonish. Yeah. Kind of thing, there's, which is there's a really nice good. blend of, oh, and Goosebumps. Oh, yeah. Jack Black. The Stein plays plays R.L. Stein, yeah. and he's the recluse, mm-hmm. and he's got every story ever written locked in his house. Because if you open the story, the story comes to That's life. That's right. That's the story. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be that way. Did you go see Scary Stories this year? Have you gone to the movies and seen that one? No, I haven't. You need to go see it. Okay, it's good stuff. It's a lot of fun. We'll be arguing about it here in about an hour because a couple of our guys didn't like it, and the rest of us did. So we will argue the point of why they didn't like See? it. See, 
and, and change their thought process. Yes, of course. That's right. We'll so bring, they'll go see we'll it We'll bring again. them over. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Finish it up with Michael Wampler here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's about quarter to four on a Friday. Don't forget, Labor Day weekend is a special weekend out at Magic Springs. There's a lot of stuff going on. We'll come back and recap it all for you when we return in just a moment. Didn't it send a chill up your leg? Stimulating talk. Well, I was about to say, did we did we meet the criteria <laughs> for this segment? Saying, I, I, I guess laugh your, every your time listeners I hear will respond. That. Did we stimulate you? That makes me laugh every time I hear it. I, it makes me chuckle inside. It really does. Yeah. Michael Woffler is here, and he's the director of sales and marketing, and we've got him here from Magic Springs. It's always a pleasure to have him here, and he's letting you know what's going on this weekend. This is like the last weekend of summer. So there's always a special push. Can we get a, oh. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. I agree. Yeah, it does. I mean, the day I leave for right around get for my vacation is the first day of fall. Let me say 2021, 23rd of September. It's the first day of fall. Unbelievable. And I'll be laying out on the beach. Yeah, now. you will. Still soak, Redneck soaking up, soaking up as much heat as I can find. People ask me, why do you do that? I grew up in northwest Indiana, right outside of Chicago. That's right. I'm still thawing out. Still. It takes, I remember cold, believe oh, me, yeah. a lot. All right, let's get back to, let's talk about Magic Springs. What's going on Labor Day? Okay, walk so us through it. Let's walk them through it starting tomorrow. No, 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 no. Starting right now. What's oh, going on right okay. now? Okay, come right. on, Mike. Right. You're the head of marketing. You know better. Come on, <laughs> take advantage of that wow sale. There you go. Midnight tonight. Absolutely it goes away. MagicSprings.com. Fifty four ninety nine plus tax. You get all the rest of this season, including Magic Screams and all of twenty twenty season parking, sport bottle, friend ticket in twenty twenty. But for fifty four ninety nine plus tax, best final last, best price ever. Gotta love that. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Then we've got tomorrow, we've got Village People in concert at the Timberwood Amphitheater. Bring a school supply, an unopened school supply item. You're going to get admission for twenty four ninety nine plus tax Saturday, Sunday, or Labor Day Monday. Check this out. You go, go to the water park. It's going to be bright sun, going to be up in the low 90s. And then you go see the village people, and you'll have your why, because you'll be standing there like this. Because <laughs> your armpits are burned. You know how that is. There you go. There you go. But you're right. That's the great thing about Magic Springs, is your listeners already know. You can ride a ride, slide a slide, go get a bite to eat. Gotta love this. Go ride another ride or a slide. Absolutely. And then go to one of the best concert venues in the freaking state. Yeah. Right? People love it. And it's all... Matt Smith was here, uh, of course, last hour. He he says, I want to meet Mike. And I go, that's fine. And he wanted to just tell you about how much fun he has going to see the rock and roll groups at Magic Springs. Oh, yeah. Matt Matt is a staple of the shows. I've, I've run into Matt literally six of the 14 shows we've had because he loves the rock acts at the park. And he gets sucked in sometimes on stage, of all things, and he's out there singing with them. I'm like, dude, you're just uh, unrequented. Oh, he knows them all, guy. too. I mean, yeah, he, he, knows he's, them he knows them all. So, All right, so then we've got uh, Sunday. Uh, we've got the Latina artist, uh, Alicia Villaria. She's okay. in concert. Now, don't forget, both concerts are free with your one-day admission 
or your Magic Spring seasons pass. Is she like Shakira? I, you know, I, I have you ever met her? I have never met her, but I understand that that she is uh, Sabrina Carpenter for the Latina community. So she appeals okay. to a thirty five to. Okay. Yeah, she f- appeals to a much younger She's audience. She's got to be taller than Shakira. I I just know she comes with a full band, you know, with horns. You know that Shakira is like three foot oh, four. Oh, yeah. Isn't she the same size no. as Sheila E.? She's small. I mean, really small. She's. I don't know if she's five foot tall. Oh, my gosh. She's short, really short. You see her pictures and stuff, and she looks like she's like six foot tall. Not. Camera angle. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and okay. then, of course, we're open Labor Day Monday, final final water park day of the season. What a great day to take the grandkids yeah. out. You're going to be off your kids as well. Take them out and, and have one big blowout. Make those memories. And here, there's something you, make them you can now, do. So you'll have them forever. And what can they do on that day to save themselves some money? Twenty four ninety nine. Bring that. Bring that unopened school supply item. It's like a steel trap up See, here. I may be 66. I heard it go but, click. Yeah, I have all that. It's all, it's all in there, there right now. Yeah, he's got it going Okay, on. so you, you're going to tell people, bring in an unopened school supply. That's right. Half price Go off. by the dollar store. They're still doing back-to-school specials. Yeah. Snag that back-to-school special. That's your donation. And save half price admission to Magic Springs. If it's half off, you can buy two things for each person in your party. See? And help these folks help out the kids that can't afford their own school supplies. And there are many. And you'll feel good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. You'll feel better after you eat the funnel cake. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying. Do they still make the funnel cakes where they pour the cherry filling, pie filling? Whatever I love you, that stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's my favorite part of going I don't even to the go park. towards that part of the park. <laughs> I just can't. Because <laughs> it's like, come here and eat me. Yeah, no, that's it. No, no, no. Michael. That's right. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a horror movie. Oh, it's no. kind of scary. And speaking of horror. Yes. Magic Screens. Yeah, that's coming just around the corner. September 28th to November the 3rd. And I'm going to give an un, you know an unsolicited plug for for one of your favorite groups, the Arkansas Blood Institute. Yep, they do good things. They do great things. And so on Saturday, September 28th, Arkansas Blood Institute will have the mobile blood unit out there. You can never you can never donate enough, and so they'll be taking donations. I believe I've heard, and this is unconfirmed, that Dracula will be with them. So you get a photo with Dracula. Cool. And we're going to offer, if you make a donation to Arkansas Blood Institute, you'll get a free admission to come back to go to Magic Springs. We don't suggest you do it on that day because they say after you've donated, you shouldn't do anything strenuous or crazy. I would not suggest riding any of the uh, roller coasters after, after you're a donation. blood. Right. And I, you know, I'm one of those. I get lightheaded. But I go to the canteen after I make my, because I donate every chance I can, and you go to the canteen, you eat the Nutter Butter and the Gatorade. There you go. Hey, I want to go ride roller coasters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You need to give yourself a break. (laughs) But yes, Mm -hmm. after that donation, we're going to have a free admission to come back during Magic Screams, so it's a great cause. But there's so much going on for Magic Springs, you're going to have to jump on our website at magicsprings.com and just see the lineup of the movies, the contests. Uh, all the crazy stuff that's going on, the the movie uh, terror trail. Mm-hmm. You know, we give we give away prizes if you if you can correctly identify the movie scene and match it up to the movie. And there's like thirteen, and they change every weekend. 
you win a Magic Spring Seasons Pass. Cool. So, big so fun. How, how good are you at movies? That's the question. Yeah. And, and my team does an amazing job with these movie scenes. And you can sit there and go. Yeah, I remember that movie. What is it? What, uh, <laughs> I hate that. That's good stuff. That, that I hate when I do like that. Because I, I just, I obsess about it. Oh, yeah. And then it's finding the scene. You've got the card that tells you what you're looking for. Now you got to go in the park and find it. So it's a big scavenger hunt. Okay. Sounds like good times. It is good times. And, of course, the trick-or-treat trail for the little ones. Painting pumpkins and stuff like that. It's it, MagicSprings.com. Learn got, about it. i got two minutes left. I want you to give a rundown of all the cool things that are happening in Magic Screams. Sure. You did it just earlier. No you worries. You can do it again. I absolutely can. Go. All right. Movie nights. Six different movie nights. We've got Paranorman. We've got Monster uh, House. We've got uh, Hocus Pocus. We've got Ghostbusters. We've got... Goosebumps. Goosebumps. See? Very good. We've got three great contests for kids. We've got the pumpkin roll for the little ones. Mm-hmm. So imagine Carousel Hill and you know five and younger rolling pumpkins. First pumpkin to the finish line wins a season's pass. No, oh, cool. Yeah, exactly. We've got the costume contest. So age groups win, win a season's pass by winning the costume contest. My favorite concert, contest, the mummy wrap. Team a, a team of no more than four. It's typically, mom gets wrapped. We use those big industrial rolls of toilet paper, and it's the fa- first team to wrap the mummy with toilet paper. That's very cool. I like pass. that a lot. Was well, that your idea? Of course. I'm just thinking of that course. sounds something like Michael it's Rappler. Right. I'm just imagine, imagine a parent wrapped up in toilet paper, kids. Yeah, looks, looks way cool. And now, throw a bucket of water on her. Just kidding. We've got the uh, (laughs) trick-or-treat trail for the little ones up near the flagpole so they can go through the trail and would they get candy. We've got pumpkin painting as a a craft item. Good. We're doing the brand new games. We've got monster operations. Now imagine playing operation on an eight-foot monster body. All right. 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 I'm liking it. Scale ball, which is ski ball where you're rolling a skull into into a (laughs) ski ball. And then we've got a zombie brain smash. Mm-hmm. Speaking of zombies, we didn't even talk about back by popular demand is the last ride, which during the summer, the antique cars at, okay. the, at the Ozark taxi get reimagined. You leave the station with laser guns because there are there are zombies out on the track that are attacking your family. So defend the house. And oh, it's, very cool! It's zombie laser tag on the last ride. I'm just telling you, if you, we're we're out of time, See, Michael. But I'm just I'm just here's what I'm, here's what I'm saying. If you're not going to some of this, silly, it's just too much good times to not to to miss this kind of stuff. You want family fun? Here's your. Here's ground zero. And with that season's pass, you can come to all twelve days absolutely free. Amazing. Wow goes into midnight tonight. Don't forget about it. Go on magicsprings.com. Michael, always a pleasure, brother. And you're the best. Thanks for having us. And I haven't even mentioned Mary Claire. Take a look at her. She's all they dressed. They can see her. She's all, yeah, I know they can right? see her. She's all dressed out for Friday. She's looking great. She was in here the other day with Taylor King, the attorney, and she was all spiffy looking business like today. She is here. Like the party girl in her heart she is. Party's like a rock star. All right. We're out of time. 
I'll be back with the Geek Squad. Wow, it is the uh, last two hours of a Friday show. It has gone fast today. My thanks to uh, Matt Smith for coming by in the uh, first hour, and then uh, Michael Wampler, the marketing director for Magic Springs, coming by, talking about all the great things that are going on this last weekend of summer uh, for Labor Day. Great uh, things going on over there, and then talking about magic screams <laughs> i'm gonna go out for that there's some good stuff happening with that i'm looking oh, forward to it are you gonna dominate the pumpkin roll and just trash all those six-year-olds <laughs> there you go that's what i'm thinking about doing <laughs> I got, we, just... he's been here for how many years mark me yes. I, I moved here in 2012 and you've never been to magic springs that's my fault though yeah, yeah it is fault, it's a man. fun place it I is mean, fun it's, I it's a lot of fun out there yeah tim you're my kato you drive the car <laughs> yeah i'm the chauffeur and man i really dropped the ball on this one kato oh that's too good i like it i'm the kato to his being hornet but, but we're the remake version oh yeah, well so you're I'm, not I'm seth rogan that's yeah, for sure I'm fat slob they can't do anything <laughs> yeah you're not fat though. yeah no oh seth rogan oh that was such a terrible movie I mean, you know, my favorite scene that that uh, Bruce Lee did in a movie was the one. What was the movie with James Garner, where he walked in his office and he just tore his office up, and then he like does that jumping kick, and James Garner moved to the side no and he idea. went out the window. Believe it or not, so this is this is really bad of me, but I have never seen a Bruce Lee movie. And the oh only, my God! I got I have ever. all of look at look, look, Zach. Zach is looking uh, at I you. know, right? I've got all of well. Of the only Bruce one that Lee's I've movies. seen, the only Bruce Lee one that I've seen, is Game of Death, where he's only in it for ten minutes at the very end. If you don't count the footage from his actual funeral and the one scene, it's it's so funny because he died, you know, after only filming the last ten minutes of the movie, and so they have a st- a, a stand-in play Bruce Lee's character for the whole movie. And there's a scene where he's in his dressing room, and to cover up his face. They shot it in the mirror, and they pasted a cutout of Bruce Lee's face on the mirror and told the actor not to move so it looked like the face was his, and they filmed the entire scene that way. That's it's like awful. Evil Dead and Sheps. <laughs> yeah, uh, right, that's that's what it Sheps, sounds yeah. like, right? you got to pay Sheps, you know? That's uh, what it sounds like. If so, you don't know what that's about, read Bruce Campbell's book. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I was just say, I mean, first of all, Bruce, Bruce Lee in real life was one of the most amazing, talented, physical if you go look up like these things he could do, I mean, he was like superhuman. Like he does stuff like in the comic books we read. It's really ridiculous. But yeah, you're right, Mark. The uh, in Game of Death, the only scenes that actually had Bruce Lee is as he's fighting his way up the level, which is the coolest part of right. the movie. Which if I ever watch it again, I just watched right. the last ten minutes. And it inspired, like, a whole bunch of video games, like all these NES games. Right, because yeah. he had to fight his way through a yeah, series of bosses. Yeah, it's a boss at, at each Yeah, level. Will yeah. Chamberlain, who, oh, like, yeah. right, he's, but... like, 35 feet tall, and, you know, that's a great scene. And he had this, the nunchuck guy, and he had to figure yeah. out how to get past the nunchucks. I mean, it was, because yeah. each each level is him figuring out the weakness of each boss and right. how to beat them. It's really, like, super inspirational for video games. It's just yeah. the, the 80 minutes before you get there is yeah. awful. Well, that's also the movie with a real distinctive yellow jumpsuit mm-hmm. with the black stripes yeah that comes from thing, yeah. yeah that's yeah in fact that was a direct well uh, homage before to, we yeah, uh, was, before we all started talking about marlo about Bruce lee marlo okay i have not seen well obviously i haven't seen that one but um shane before we uh started talking on the show we were talking about uh, once upon a time in hollywood and the bruce lee scene that everybody's really mad about because they portrayed bruce lee as a jerk but i heard it was like a dream sequence or something i haven't seen it we uh, talked to dave he's no it's no? not I don't <laughs> no know. i don't know 
Not a dream sequence. Well, he could have been a jerk. Brad Pitt pisses him up and throws him in the side of a um, car. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It contradicts that that narrative of Bruce Lee being this peaceful Zen guru, and then the movie shows him as being you know a spoiled celebrity jerk. So a lot of people didn't like that portrayal. Well, he maybe died. It's just more honest. You well, know? he died young, and as a matter yeah. of fact, his um, mentor, the Ip Man, kind of scolded him some for how he took his teaching and yeah. you know went with it. But I don't know. I mean, it, Ip Bruce, Man, those were some yeah. good movies yeah. too. And there's another movie about the guy who trained. Ip man, like oh, it just trilogy. it just okay. keeps yeah. So, uh, but but anyway, uh, Bruce Lee though, there's there's footage out there. Whether that was a, back in the Ming Dynasty. The Ming Dynasty. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, where all the vases came from. Uh, every really every vase on earth came from the Ming Dynasty. But um, no, really, I, I cannot stress enough. There's some footage out there of him doing stuff with, like, cigarettes and nunchucks and ping-pong balls that are, like, ping-pong balls. Ping-pong balls. You got it right. That is mind-blowing. Isn't it one where he's playing ping-pong with the nunchucks? It's crazy. It's not real. I thought it was real, is that too. Not yeah. Real? Yeah. Yeah. Tim schooled me on yeah. that one. Okay, so maybe the other stuff I'm impressed by is doctor, too. <laughs> the only part that, that's really impressive is, what do you call the muscle group that connects, like, your yeah. your um, uh, shoulder muscle to your... Uh, um, the shoulderous Maximus. Yeah. You know, know what I'm talking about. It's a thing <laughs> yeah. where, like, yes, if, I know. If you have it, like yeah. he looks like a bat. Like yes. yeah. and he had yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, he had him. I, I liked Enter the Dragon because there's a scene where he's got the nunchucks and he's like moving his hands in the nunchucks, and they actually filmed it in faster motion. So it gives it so that kind could, of stuttering so you could effect. See it, yeah, you could see him moving. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would just. Was, <laughs> <laughs> no, he really was. I mean, pretty, pretty amazing. Well, he yeah. only made what four movies? Oh, he no, no, he made much more. Did he? I thought he only yeah, did like well, four in before cut, he died. In United States, maybe he made a bunch of Asian movies. Yeah, yeah. It's like looking at Jackie Chan's uh, American filmography versus his Hong Kong filmography. <laughs> He's like triple the movies in yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah, Jackie can't. Jackie can What is? I can't talk today. Jackie. <laughs> Chan is actually a pretty amazing martial artist. Oh, yeah. right. He doesn't give get a lot of credit. Yeah, for have you well, seen him in the last one? with arthritis right yeah. now because of everything he did. Did you yeah. see The Terrorist? Uh-huh. Have you seen that one no. that he did, that last movie? It's he The did? Foreigner. The Foreigner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every <laughs> foreigner's a terrorist, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, they <laughs> are. slip. That's why I want the borders closed. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. joking, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's a pretty good movie. I like that. He showed that he could still do some stuff. Actually, you know what? I didn't have a problem with Jackie Chan in that movie. I had a problem with Pierce Brosnan. Oh, well, so, yeah. So Pierce Brosnan in The Foreigner, he's playing an Irishman, yeah. but he's really putting on the Irish brogue, <laughs> so he always ends with an upward inflection. Right. So he's like, you mean to tell me <laughs> that the terrorists are in our country? The director probably. That's, that's that's good. Good. That was really... No, that was such a stereotypical mm. look at an Irish person. <laughs> sure. I mean, yes. like the IRA like, was oh, still alive. And, well, let's, and, uh, I mean, let's just let's make everybody mad. So, like, if he's an Irishman, he's supposed, he was drunk the whole movie, right? He pretty much <laughs> he pretty, we was drinking all the time. <laughs> let's just make everybody mad. Well, I'm like, just saying. I got that movie on Netflix. I had to stop halfway, and I was like, "There's just something about this movie that's annoying me." <laughs> and it finally, and it was, yeah, and I think yeah. it was, uh, it was. Pierce Brosnan always having that upwards Irish inflection. I wonder, but I wonder if they told him to do that. No, you know? I no, think that was think him that trying was his to. Thing? Yeah, you go. Yeah. You're gonna love tonight. My wife and I will go to dinner and we'll come home and we're gonna watch a movie yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, Congo. Right? Are you gonna watch Congo? No, <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna watch a documentary tonight about a great event that happened last weekend, 50 years ago. The moon landing. No. Apollo. No. 
Woodstock? There you oh, go. Right. Very good. I'm going to watch Woodstock. Uh, okay. What a great, great capturing of live music that was. Yeah, my uh, my dad went to Woodstock. My mom got tickets, but then she got the wow. flu the day before and oh couldn't my go. God. And it, it, you know, it's one of those things I think she regretted for the rest of her life was that she what, didn't get to go he, to what, is, what does he say about it? Um, he says he doesn't remember most of it. <laughs> well, yeah. probably if you were there, you probably don't remember <laughs> yeah. what happened. Man, That's kind of the way it was. Uh, the Glastonbury Festival in England in the early 90s. That's a great That's festival, That's probably too. the closest thing I'll ever come to a Woodstock-type experience. There's like 100,000 people there. It's hard to explain. They're like little cities. It's it's like this little pop-up city that has a lot of anarchy going on. <laughs> and, you know, the, any police presence is basically just to keep it from getting too crazy. Because there's no way they can control everything going on there. And But it was also very cool. Like, you would just kind of... Walk around and sit down at somebody's, like, there would be a little campfire. Everybody was just hanging out. It was extremely cool. Who were the cool. groups? Oh, who did I see? Come on. Uh, I saw time. Tool. I saw uh, Bjork. I saw Beastie Boys. I saw Peter Gabriel. There's two uh, that I would I saw. See. I saw Johnny Cash. That was a really. Oh, right. Really? I, I saw Rage that. Against the Machine. Uh, no, I can yeah, do I without Rage Against the Machine. There was a lot of different bands well, there. Well, a lot of the bands you listed don't exist anymore, so that's kind of the last. A uh, few of them are yeah. dead or members are dead. Do you know Tool? Released a new album today. I saw. I, I know there was a lot that. of uh, social media about that. That's because, kind of interesting. Geez, when was the last time they released an album? A long, a long time, time ago. ago. I mean, yeah. all, all I care about are the music videos. They got another stop motion monster music video. To go I don't with know. That's I what I love watching on MTV in the '90s. But I remember the Woodstocks in the '90s. Woodstock '94. Yeah, I remember when they had the re- no, and yeah. Woodstock '99 was that such again. a well. The problem with Woodstock '99 was everybody went crazy and started trashing the place and they had to yeah, call them the cops. It was a different vibe, up. yeah. Right? It was, it was, totally uh, it was too much uh, mosh pitting, which I guess wasn't around in '69. <laughs> so was Woodstock the beginning or the end of the free love? Or was it in the middle of it? It would have been towards the end. I mean, because the Sharon Tate murders, the yeah. everything that went on with the Manson family, Helter Skelter and all that, is by definition the definition of the end of That's when they say the, the, end 60s. Of the, the end of the 60s. That's what it was. was that? It was the end of, uh, of what was going on. There was kind of an interesting vibe going on at that time, to be honest. They've tried to recreate it. And they haven't been able to do it because people don't think the same way they it's did a, it's at a, that point. It's a zeitgeist. I mean, it's you can't you can't force a zeitgeist. You can try, but there's there's so much stuff that goes on. They I, tried to do it this year, yeah, 50th anniversary. Going to have a, yeah. another Woodstock, and the greed took over, and they it couldn't afford so yeah. it. Didn't happen. Land, couldn't right? happen. Yeah, yeah. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. I still think it's because they couldn't find a big enough crane. For the wrecking ball for Miley Cyrus. <laughs> well, she was first supposed of all, to be coming. If, My, if Miley Cyrus was going to be at a Woodstock, that's not a Woodstock I would want to go to. Well, here's the like key: the, the question would have been, would she have performed naked? I think that's what she would have done. I just to be I, honest, I can't Woodstock's I don't a even celebration know. of rock music, and what name yeah, one was. new rock Peace, band love, and music. from the last like five years that really you know. I can't think Not of many, many new rock bands from the past maybe five, five years. finger death punch. You know, maybe yeah, maybe them. But I mean, it's not. It'll be just nothing but older bands or cover bands. Yeah. You know, you might as well go back to Woodstock '69. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's yeah. always good music out there, but yeah, I can't think of any. I mean, rock music any. is kind of over right now. Well, the right? problem is that Woodstock. The reason it was such a big thing was because it has to be reflect time. It has, it, has right. be, it has to be reflective of the culture and what mm. people are. It was spontaneous to be that big, right. right? And right now, every like 
uh, everyone here in this room, we're all really skeptical of like big media, big corporations, yep. celebrities. Yeah. So we're not the idea of celebrity idol worship or anything where you're just going to show up somewhere just because celebrities are going to be there. It's lost its punch. Like, yeah. you know, we don't do that because in a way it's like selling out to the man. So well, it's like, why go to Woodstock to interact with a celebrity when you can just interact with them on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. And where they can make fun of you and call you. Yeah, names right. Why <laughs> would you go to a Woodstock when you don't have groups like the who? That, that's what I was. Janis Joplin. Yeah. Sly and the Family Stone. Ten yep. years after. Would you go for Miley Cyrus? I can, no, I can, no, I can go on and on. In that movie, here's what I'll do. First, when I put it on, I will tell my wife, hold on just a second. I will fast forward to the scene of Alvin Lee and ten years after just going absolutely crazy doing I'm Going Home by Helicopter. <laughs> and I will watch that because, it, to me, it's the best capture of excitement from the stage in any movie I've ever seen. Hmm. You remember that? Well, what are the what are the? Big... I've never watched Woodstock all the way through. <laughs> oh, you got to watch it. I haven't man. watched it. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I know it's a cultural touch point. Do you know who one of the cameramen were? Ooh, Martin Scorsese. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's right. Which he's only the next Martin Scorsese. Yeah. What movie's that from? <laughs> I know. I Singles, one of my favorite movies know. from the '90s. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I should watch that and then. Turn over and watch Mean Streets. Yeah, I've never. I'll tell you the concert I've watched uh, a documentary on was the the Stones concert where Altamont. they killed. Where uh, the guy had the gun. And the, yeah, I've, I've watched that. That's so. where the Hell's Angels killed the guy. Yeah, right. Well, he li- but right he really there. had a gun. Didn't yeah, he? but yeah. he was right there in front of the stage, yeah. and he they just beat him down. down man. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. I've watched that because they're like during the documentary, you see the guy pop up several times. He's just there. Whatever, and then later he, you know, he does get beat down and killed. Yeah. Well, so. people, uh, yeah, people gave the Hell's Angels a hard time about that, but I mean, hey, Dimebag Daryl from Pantera got killed on stage by a guy at the gun because there wasn't good enough. Right. That's correct. So hey. it can happen. Yeah. It can happen and has happened. All right, a break. We'll come back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about uh, if you've got uh, type two diabetes. Uh, there's some good news out there now. There's a new study that might be able to help you out if you suffer from type 2 diabetes and you're only on metformin, you can qualify for this new study if you have an A1C of 8 or above. You want to go to arcarkansas.com uh, to see if uh, they'll accept you into the study. That's arcarkansas.com or call them, 501-954-7822. You uh, become a participant. You receive study-related care at no cost and compensation for time and travel. Again, that's if you have type 2 diabetes. The Applied Research Center of Arkansas is looking for you. Go to arcarkansas.com or call 501-954-7822. All right, back. I haven't said Mark Pellegrini is sitting here in the studio. I am a lucky person. (laughs) <laughs> as long as Dr. Tim Lim has decided to come back to Arkansas for a little while, and we've got him in the studio, and Shane Stacks from Hello. Shane Plays Radio here every weekend right here on 101.1 FM, The uh, Answer. With that said, guys, is, it, is there, are there any movies that are coming up that you're excited about? I'm, uh, I'm excited about Ad Astra. I want to see uh, it. It Chapter 2, I think, is the only movie next, left this year that I want to see. Next week. Yep. Starts open next week. No, you don't want to see Rambo? 
I do. Last, oh last Blood this yes. year. Oh, it is. It's coming out last next month. Blood, yeah. Okay, it comes yeah, out the twentieth. Yes. I want to see that one. All right. All right. So Last Blood's coming. Anything that you're wanting still? To I'm see trying Shane? to think. I know there. I'm sure there is. I know you're going to go see Frozen. Frozen 2? Yeah. yeah. That actually, I mean, I don't know if I'll go to the theater to see that, but I actually really enjoyed the first Frozen. It, it surprised me. I liked it a lot. I will buy the first two tickets. These guys are not yeah. excited about the movie. That's just but not the I kind of movie I usually go to Terminator. To I'm, no, no, no. Oh. I'm not talking about Frozen <laughs> You're not talking about Frozen. Yeah, Terminator. Frozenator, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to go see the new one. I'll be right up front to see that one. I, I have a breaking point. They've made three bad Terminator movies in a row. I I'm not going to see a fourth one. Maybe I'll wait to see what the reaction is and then watch it on like Netflix or something. But I think it's I going to be as anymore. good as what the newest Halloween was for the Halloween franchise. Uh, yeah. I'll it tell depends you, on if you like Halloween. Well, yeah, I, thought I don't like Halloween. I liked it a lot. I thought it was the best since <laughs> Halloween 2. Uh, but the movie I'm actually really wanting to see is Cats. I, no seen, way. Yeah, I've seen Cats oh, twice oh, in man. the theater, yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. So this is a true story. Mark yeah. and I watched the Broadway production of Cats. Yeah. We were on a cruise ship, and it was the legitimate Broadway production. Right. We left at the intermission. Seriously? I love so 15 awful. seconds. Really? All right. Okay. We got to get to the news. Then we'll come back. We still got an hour and a half to go. That's right. An hour and a half to go of the Geek Squad. Stay with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Coming up, find out the latest on the hurricane bearing down on Florida. All right, 4.35, and i got to turn it over to Shane Stacks because he wanted to say something to me. We do, or I do, and we do. So, Dave, it's your 50th year on radio. Yeah. And the the geek panel, the geek squad, wanted to do something for you. And here's your official geek award. <laughs> That's very cool. So it says bestow, official geek award bestowed upon Dave Ellswick. For genuine geekiness, presented by the Geek Panel, we're all going to sign it. Cool. And as you get like Jeffrey in here, and you know everybody else, have them yeah. sign it. Anybody you consider a Geek Panel on August thirtieth, twenty nineteen, and on the bottom it says fifty years of Dave on air. All right. So I you're, appreciate and I that. Thank you. Frame to put it in. Oh, that's so even better. I can. Hang you're it. an official geek. Thank you. You were, you were a real geek before geek was mainstream. No, I was a nerd before yeah. I was a well, geek. Well, now you're a geek. <laughs> So, I'm going to go ahead and you. sign it. You're welcome. Okay, you're going to pass this around. Pass this is very around. cool. And like I said, catch like Heffy and whoever else oh, you consider a geek panel as they come in. Here, and I, have them let sign me just it. say, we were talking about this. I was talking with this about, with Michael uh, Wampler, and that is, we you know you can sit down and look at what Nielsen does and stuff, and figure out what your average age listener is. The station I used to be with was 65. That was the average age. Yikes. Okay. okay. For my show here on this station, 35. I believe that. There's a lot of people tuning in who like Well, you're young radio. at heart. Yeah. You're young at heart, Dave. It's, it's, well, it's changed. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about things that, I'll be honest, most of the people in my business don't spend time, except maybe... Uh, was it Rogan? Is that his name? The guy that does MMA? Joe Rogan? Yeah. Yeah. I like Joe Rogan. He's he's great. I think he's a he's a real talent. Talks about DMT a lot though. <laughs> yeah, he talks about a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's well there's a what, Jack Posobic and Gorka? 
Yeah, Gorka's good. Stuff, yeah. yeah, Gorka's on here mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to catch him at nine o'clock at night, but he's on. And Gorka's a culture warrior. He he taps into this stuff. He, he understands what we've talked about for a long time. Right, politics is being is downstream from culture. That's exactly right. And the unfortunate thing is that, for example, and this is good though. It's a good thing that I'm I'm listening to a lot of young people who are starting to listen who are starting to listen to Rush Limbaugh. That's really good because. Rush Limbaugh doesn't try to cater or pander to a younger audience. People are just finding him because he's just speaking the truth. Yeah. And that's what young people like. I mean, that's why people like Steven Crowder and Ben Shapiro are popular. I love Crowder, and I'm a big friend of Ben Shapiro. And Yeah, and they, the reason why they're so popular is because you'll see those videos of them going out to college campuses, and they're just taking apart every single thing that like college God. professors tell you. And so, and we like that. I mean, the young people like that, not because they think it's cool, but because there is um, a desire to know what truth is, and no one likes being lied to, especially if you're being lied to, your celebrities, your media, right. your oligarchy. Let's talk about that a little bit, because, for instance, if you were watching any coverage of the G7, mm-hmm. Macron came up with, the Amazon is burning down, right? right? The Amazon right. force is burning down. And uh, there was another guy that they were quoting from the New York Times, who was a big uh, climate uh, change idiot, uh, and made the statement that it was the biggest fire in the last 2,000 years in the Amazon. It's the biggest fire since 2010. Right. (laughs) 2010. That's not even a decade ago. Not nearly 2,000 years ago. And on top of it, the, the other thing, that the Amazon is the lungs of the world. Have you heard that one? Yeah, that's an old saying since <laughs> yeah. Captain Planet when I was a kid. Yeah, it's yeah. the lungs of the world. Uh. It is not. <laughs> Number one, you could tear down the whole Amazon forest and and plant uh, soybeans, and it would do fine. You don't need all those trees. Well, not just that's that, what but... they're tearing it. That's why it's burning right now. Farmers are burning it. It's a controlled burn, and they're making more farmland. That's what they're doing. They don't. Know, a lot of people don't even know how deforestation works. Like, in order for you to make paper, yes, you tear down trees. But if you're a plant, if you're you're, one replant of, you're replanting trees. them, typically you you plant two for every one that you cut down. It'd be like if you harvested all your corn and never planted any again. I mean, what would you do after that? That's not. Uh, there are more trees in the United States today. Than there were when we when they discovered America. Did you know that mm-hmm. there are more trees than there were back in the 1600s? Well, because of Johnny Appleseed. That's exactly right. He was out there throwing seeds mighty Appleseed. <laughs> I was listening to Larry Elder last night, and he was playing this really long clip of uh, Ocasio Cortez, oh. and she was going on about how when the, the when glaciers. the ice caps melt, when the glaciers melt, they're going to this. release. Um, ancient diseases that we don't have the antibodies for and there's gonna yep. be a massive plague that'll kill off everybody i mean yep. that's the kind of stuff you know the 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 pearl clutching and, and, the, and the terror that they drive into the you know the democratic I mean, party zach <laughs> were you on when i was talking about that with cortez she was talking about the glaciers and in the middle of her, what she was saying she says and even if they're not there remember that she said, <laughs> yeah. and even if they're not there and so she's playing both sides right. You know, of the thing. She's yeah. wanting you to invest in a threat that might not even possibly exist. That's Actually, exactly It right. doesn't exist. Uh, so <laughs> that's first of all. But, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, and they were a younger person. And I remember, I said, do you remember the hole in the ozone layer? And they're like, <laughs> what? And I said, 
Oh my gosh! Like but yeah, in the nineties, where, where is my right guard spray? They they would say like, hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, C- the CFCs. Right? They would say that yeah. chlorofluorocarbons were causing the hole in the ozone yeah. layer, and you know if we didn't, if we let it go for a decade, like it's going to fry us all. Well, how come they're not talking about the hole in the ozone layer yet? Because it's happen. not there, right? Well, and sometimes it, a, it opens up and then it closes back down. Yeah, Tim, was it? Robocop? It's like a sphincter in the ozone layer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, was it RoboCop one or two that had that fake commercial where uh, if you two, oh, the, the, the the two yeah, FPS like two thousand, where if you, like five minutes in the Beverly Hills sun is enough to give you skin cancers, you have to put on this huge slab right. because that was the that movie was made like nineteen eighty nine, and so the the joke was that yeah, it looked like the, like blue paint, yeah, or something. By the future, yeah. the ozone layer wouldn't be there, and we'd all fry. Yeah. Well, yeah. a lot of people don't know. Robo- Robocop was a lot of satire. Oh, yes, right. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. intended to be satire. Did you see it? that yeah. they're releasing it in 4K? Oh, yeah, are they? Yeah. And then I That's coming out today. Yeah. I, I might have to buy me the another theater. copy. <laughs> I, I love that movie. I own three copies of it. I don't need another It's one. a great motion picture. They're talking about rebooting no, it. No. The problem with rebooting it is that um, they tried it, right, like a few years ago, but they don't get it. It's what makes Robocop so great is take it from someone who only saw it recently in Mark, right? Mm-hmm. So I asked Mark. Really? So uh, here's the thing. I've, I've always, I've always no. liked RoboCop. I saw it when I was a kid, even when I shouldn't have, and I loved it. But what makes RoboCop so great is to an, uh, a person who's an adult. It sounds so Drop farcical. It, punk. Yeah, it sounds so <laughs> farcical from the onset. It's like, Not what's, anymore. what's this movie about? It's about a robot cop. That sounds like the dumbest premise. When you watch the movie, it's so over the top what the 80s were, you right. know, with like the techno music and like the mm-hmm. technology and mega corporations. And you had the satire that was in it, too. I mean, it was overly violent. There was a violent lot for a of satire. Yeah, yeah, the violence was part of the satire. Well, yeah. I liked when yeah. they blew the guy's package off. Yeah, right between the skirt. Yeah. Well, now, you know, they had to cut <laughs> scenes or it was going to get an X and mm-hmm. they had to cut scenes. I think it was related to the scene where they were blowing him apart. And oh, I can she was imagine. Oh, that was that was so what they, well, what they used to do, and I guess what they still do in movies is that they will film it you know, knowing that stuff won't make it in right, the end. Just to get publicity. So they'll get, well, no, they'll, yeah. they'll film it that way, and then the censorship board will obviously cut stuff out, and they'll be able to cut it down to what they wanted it to do. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Oh, to give them something yeah, to so, cut. Yeah, so, yeah, right. they, they, they purposely overdo it so that uh, the right. cut version will look better, and will, but it's, that's it's the It's like when you wanted. ask your boss yeah. for a budget of 9000 nine and, yeah. and you, oh, you only want five. Yeah, right. But he yeah, feels like he did a job by saying, yeah. well, you're only going to get five. Like, All right. But Tim said that I only saw RoboCop recently, which... Uh, not that true. I think it was 2007. Um, well, I, was, I was 22, so I didn't watch RoboCop as a kid because when I was a kid, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, the new RoboCop was like RoboCop 3, and there's like RoboCop the series in the Sci-Fi Channel, and there's the RoboCop cartoon, and I thought RoboCop was dumb. So, and I thought all the RoboCop movies yeah, were dumb, like first the stuff one. that came out. First so I never watched Verhoeven, that. Verhoeven, that's one of and his... Then, yeah, Paul his, Verhoeven. That's one of and his... Home around runs. 2007, Tim said, "Mark, you need to see RoboCop." I'm like, but that sounds dumb. It's like, Mark, you don't know what you're talking about. Go see RoboCop. And so I went and I picked up the DVD and I watched it. It's like, oh, where have you been all my life? Yeah, yeah the, well, the whole thing, like the the cigarette filter was, you know, nine tenths of the cigarette was the filter, uh, the yeah. SUX. Six thousand yeah, for the, yeah, car, the car, yeah. you know, like two miles a gallon. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just, it was great. Um, I buy that for a dollar. They had that. Yeah, whole, like, I buy that joke. for a dollar. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize till I went back and watched it again as an adult that Red Foreman mm-hmm. was yeah, one Kirk, of the main Kirk, bad oh, guys. He's yeah. a bad guy. Yeah, yeah I didn't. Yeah. I didn't ever. Well, I didn't catch that because when I first saw RoboCop in the movies as a kid, and then later, yeah. 
I didn't know who Red Foreman was, yeah. right? I so, and then I'm like, oh, that's Red Foreman. I, I, funny, I forget yeah. how old I am. Uh, RoboCop <laughs> came up in a discussion last week because I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was like, have you been through uh, Texas before? And he was like, I went through Dallas one time, and it was a heck hole. And I said, here's a funny story about Dallas. In the uh, in the intro to RoboCop, there's three scenes. Uh, one where they're on the highway chase, and then one at the end where they're like at, at OCP headquarters. They were all filmed in Dallas. Oh, really? So when you're on the highway, you can actually see that. Um, I don't know what they call it, but it's a tower with the spire with on the top of the it. The big got a sphere. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. You can see it in the background, so you know it's at Dallas. Uh-huh. And in Dallas City Hall, apparently the production was like. We need a building that's so gaudy and like ugly <laughs> right. that it could only be something that, that could be part of a dystopian future. And they found that. And they found it at, at, in Dallas. I think there's a restaurant up there in real life, isn't there? Yes. I heard that it uh-huh. spins and, yeah. and all But that, that they based it in Detroit. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> is so adequate. Well, well what's funny great is they, place to put it. this is a great uh, example of, of satire being prescient or however you, you know, like looking yeah. ahead. They did that before the bottom fell out of Detroit. No, oh, yeah. yeah, they saw you know, it coming. Yeah, and and so they filmed it there before. Then you know, uh, great movie. Like I said, I went to the theater and saw that when I was in like, I was a sophomore or something. And man, I loved that movie. It like really made a big impression on me. Here's how good it is. I've seen two TV edits, and it's still good. Yeah, with the TV edits, <laughs> you can't make it bad. Uh uh-uh. Yeah. Who played Who played the part of uh, Peter Weller? Peter Weller. Yeah. Just hit that out of the park yeah. too. He's the yeah. The, Karen Allen was great in it as well. Yeah, he Peter Weller did the first two, and then they Robert got a different Burke. actor for part three. Yeah, where, Robert where Burke. he flies. When he so. started flying, is when they lost it. It jumped a shark. The, the, yeah, the jetpack. The, the interesting yeah. thing about part three was there's a lot of dialogue in there for the, the the gang members that could come right out of the mutants in Dark Knight Returns. Well, Frank Miller wrote Yeah, it, they yeah. were. I mean, but when you watch it, you're like, that's the mutants from Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> I mean, they're ta- They're like, that's Billy, you know, or whatever. Yeah, those, right. That, well, that kind of weird way they're talking. So it's funny. We we're just talking about Kurt Wood Smith's character from the first movie, the villain. Um, what was his name again, Tim? The Kurt Wood Smith's character? Clarence Boddicker. Clarence Boddicker. Okay, Clarence Boddicker. So I watched the great Robocop. Name. Yeah. I watched the Robocop cartoon when I was a kid. That's why I thought it was dumb. And Clarence Boddicker is alive in that. It's a sequel to the, the movie, but he's, but he's alive. There. And I didn't hadn't seen the movie. I saw the movie. I was like, oh, man, he's dead. He's <laughs> yeah. really dead. <laughs> he yeah, he got totally blown away. Yeah. Uh, he got, well, he's well, he the got one that he did the yeah. spike. Yeah, yeah, the data oh, yeah, spike no, into he, the he, was, he was dead, dead. And yeah. he shows up in the cartoon as a sequel. Just like, hey, I'm back. You know, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's one of those seminal movies. I, I think maybe next year that. Should be shown again as a classic. Robocop yeah. is yeah. so great. It's such a great He's, movie. Robocop is so tough, he can eat baby food and still be manly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And still have a solid yeah. bowel movement. Yeah, he's, he's the man. <laughs> what I like about Peter Weller is he's really got it. You know, we met him at uh, yeah. Alamo City Comic Con. Oh, did he, you? Is he a nice guy? He's a nice guy. Not just that, but he, and I'll tell you a little bit off the air, but he's really supportive of like military and law enforcement oh, cool. and stuff like that. He's down to earth. He actually, he's actually Doctor Weller because he actually has a doctorate degree, in, like a real, not an honorary. No, it's, real? it's a Renaissance okay. art. He got a, he got his master's and his PhD. Renaissance in, in, art. So he actually Holy he's, an, he's an art history teacher. I think somewhere at, not Berkeley. It's some it's a university in California. Huh. He's called Doctor Robocop. All but the it time. was funny. So Doctor Cop- Doctor Robocop. When I met him, I actually told him I was like, hey. Uh, I read your I read your thesis on like Renaissance studies, blah blah blah, and he was like, 
you literally are the only person who has ever approached me and has said that. And I said, well, you know, I have access to uh, LexisNexis. And, you know, I had heard that you had seen you on the History Channel doing documentaries. And so I looked it up and he was like, oh, great. And so, like, I have an autograph from him. And it says from one doctor to another. It was really cool. That's very cool. All right. Got to get a break in. Let's do that. Then we'll come back and finish up this hour. Still to come. The fight. We'll put them in corners, give them big blown-up boxing gloves, and let them go at each other when Tim and Mark debate Scary Stories, the movie. Stimulating. Stimulating. I'm stimulated. I just got to do that. Stimulating. Stimulating. Go to Adam and Eve. (laughs) Dave Ellswick's stimulating talk. (laughs) Seduction's on Cantrell. (laughs) That was some free advertising. What can I say? Hey, if you don't know what Adam and Eve is, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. What was it you had for us there, uh, Mr. Stacks? Well, you were saying that you wanted to save the the uh, the big debate between yes, Tim and next Mark hour. Scary I, I, I'm thinking 20 minutes at least for these guys to bloody each other. Whatever the name of it is. So they have different <laughs> opinions on it. So Dave's going to shake them up like crawdads in a jar to see if they'll fight. And I'm going to try. We're going to try. See yeah. to fight. Go ahead. So uh, you were talking about Woodstock. Yeah, great movie. You're talking about the 60s, all of that. And I've recently, just by pure coincidence, been doing a deep dive back into one of my favorite bands and and people from the 60s and early 70s. This was a band that was not invited to Woodstock. Okay. So what did you? what was it like? To be in the six, because how old were you in the sixties? Late sixties, sixty nine and sixteen years old. So you're sixteen. What What did you think when Jim Morrison and the Doors came oh, on the scene? Oh, how ridiculous! They didn't get invited to Woodstock. Well, they were in the middle of all the scandals. Yeah, like they he should, had, yeah, you know, the he whole was, Florida thing had happened. There were, and, and yeah, uh, there were, there were literally only sixteen states would let them come perform i saw them perform so what what was it like what was it because all i can do is read the mythology of jim yeah. morrison and the doors and listen to the music and appreciate the music what was it like to be there and and, and have, what did you think of jim morrison? i have never seen anybody other than i can't think of the game was it hutchinson the guy from uh the australian band in excess yeah he was the closest that i ever seen? saw to, to Jim Morrison. When Morrison came on onto the stage, which is kind of weird because if you look at the way he started, he was he had stage fright. Well, he would he would sing backwards. Yeah. Right. He'd, he'd not face the crowd. But uh, he was amazing. I mean, he really could, could get the crowd just eating out of his hand, and they would do literally anything that he would call upon them to do. Well, a lot of people, including himself, we're like talking about shamanism and he's a modern shaman and you know i don't know all this stuff i mean he was into the whole thing I'm not about, talking about the, real the american magic. indian right. and all of that he was into a lot of that you read some of his poetry and you see that i mean look i'm i'm a huge doors fan i love I, the doors i yeah. had in my college room i had a life-size poster of jim morrison being dragged off the stage uh out in california and yeah, he got pulled off stage by police more than once. Yeah, and he was—he just was great. You know, there was some, there was just something about him. Well, that's what I ever said. He had like, see, I, like when I researched Jim Morrison, we call yeah, it charisma. Well, it was like 
he, you know, a lot of people say he he was he was he wasn't a rock star first. He was like kind of a poet writer first. Yeah, he was, but he, and he was getting actually tired of being a rock star, even though he enjoyed messing with crowds and stuff. But there's people out there like like Jim Morrison, Andy Kaufman that, that can literally use a crowd like an instrument. Like yeah. they can play a crowd. Yeah, and he seems just real fascinating. And then the Doors, like a lot of people don't know. They would key off of what he was doing on stage. Absolutely, and he just was spontaneously. He, was, he led yeah. them. Yeah, so he really did. He led them. I mean, uh, Krieger is one of the first to admit that. Yeah, yeah. Robbie Krieger and it was Ray Manzarek and John Densmore. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think he died in Paris. But what do you think? Happened? No, he died in Paris. But what do you? He think? was an think alcoholic. He had a heart attack or, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he did. I think he he lived the way that he said he wanted to live. You know, I mean, uh, you know, live. Live fast and leave a good-looking corpse. I mean, and his corpse wasn't good-looking. He was all bloated by, yeah, by the end from yeah. all the drinking and everything. Yeah. I mean, you think about uh, him, uh, you think about Hendrix, and you think about Joplin. Well, he told people he was going to be the third. Yeah. When he, he was drinking, they he all said, I'm died the at the same age. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they were they were super talents. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But with a lot of problems in their heads. So where, you saw him live? Yes. Where Where did you see him? At the amphitheater in Chicago. So did did he have a? Because I heard sometimes he'd be on, and other times he would just. Like I saw him and he was on. Okay. If there's a um, there's a CD that you can buy from that from those three nights in the amphitheater, and if you listen to all three nights, the second night he sucked. Mm-hmm. He was drunk on his butt. You mm-hmm. can tell very much that he was drunk on his butt because he was forgetting lyrics and mm-hmm. stuff so it's like sure. the fat elvis era yeah right. kind of well, he like, never got that bad he, no. but, he'd, he'd yeah. start forgetting stuff and he'd go oh come on what's going on you know, that yeah. kind yeah. of stuff you know and you yeah. knew that he had lost it yeah kind of sad to be honest with you what you got that much talent well supposedly he was going to paris to to kind of detox from being a rock star supposedly and become a more of a poet yeah because uh, their obligation to elect records was over yeah. And, and he left before they even finished mixing L.A. Woman. Well, he, he said, got, I'm going to Paris. He got tired of all the crap yeah. around because they attacked him all the time. What? Like, uh, how did he go to Paris when he had all that felony stuff hanging over his head? That's what I don't that's get. That's happening in Florida. That's it, cause when, anyway, as long as right. he didn't fly out of Florida, he was okay. He was how, did, how did Polanski <laughs> get to Paris? I mean, his whole, his whole thing, I mean, the story okay. that he said... Was that he stuck his finger right out of his pants, right? Not just yeah. trying right. to just to drive people crazy with it, and he never exposed himself. Well, half the people there swear he did, half the people there swear he didn't. Yeah, so he's the only one who knew. He said it was my finger, man. It was my finger. <laughs> you know that that thing that I really got. Don't have a fingernail. <laughs> I should. <laughs> there know. you go. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Yeah, Jim Morris was something I saw. They op- they played and the opening band was Steppenwolf, and it was a heck of a concert. Was I'll it just a good tell concert? you that. Yeah, Jim, right. Jim McKay was great that night. All right, a break. We'll be back. We got more coming your way. All right, we're back. Thanks for watching. You see, you saw my lips moving, Zach, and you didn't open up the mics. I appreciate that. Just talking about next Friday. I got the Monsters of Todd coming on. Uh, they're getting ready to, uh, you know, have their big. Uh, musical performances that they do to raise money and uh for charities around the area so we're going to have them on and we got some of the music that they're going to be playing and i'm looking forward to it 
We've been doing that for how how long now, Shane? About four, I think five this is years? the third or fourth year yeah. you've had them on. And they've been doing it for six years, but it keeps growing. It started off as a it's one-off. Getting bigger. Yeah, it started off as a. It, it did real quick. The uh, the Cliff Notes elevator pitch is a friend of ours, Todd, who's in a local band. My friend Jimmy Looney, who who always comes on every yeah. year with you, he he coordinates it. Uh, you know, he's in a local band called Daisy Chain years ago. And they just got to know a lot of, in the Gettys, it was Daisy Chain and then the Gettys. And they got to know a lot of local bands. Mm-hmm. Well, he passed away six, seven years ago from cancer. And so they put had, on a bit. Had of, a lot of young kids. Yep. Uh, had Yep. Daughters. And so they, they did a one-off thing to raise money to give to his daughters. And since then, it's grown into where they, they give money to cancer charities and they'll find a, uh, a, uh, a kid with cancer every year, sad as it is, to kind of make the, the featured, up. featured hero uh, each year, and then that money, or, uh, you know, that family benefits, and and so it's a lot of local bands get. So together. they're going to be here next Friday. Cool. You hear a lot of music, Bombay Black, which was a great local band here in the Central Arkansas Wasn't that area. Eric's? Wasn't yeah, that that's Eric Johnson's band. Yeah. Uh, they fell apart, and they have put themselves back together as a new band and they're going to be i guess one of the headliners great so um i'm going to text eric tonight start texting him tonight see if i can get him to come on in is he it crash to, in the commandos yeah crash, his name was crash right? crash used to be yeah. my producer on the on dave Ellswick show when i was at 96.5 which really was nothing more than 101.1 uh, as the show was involved, but I, as you know, in radio, you tend to, things don't go right. exactly the way you'd want them. But the bottom line is, is that uh, he's a great guy, very, very talented. And Bombay Black was really, really talented. So it's going to be good to have him on and tell about the, the new incarnation that's going to be happening. So they'll be on next week. Great. With that said, I want to bring us back to here. Zip. The, the, the great debate. Dun, dun, the dun, debate, dun. yes. I've been, okay, they're turning around. <laughs> yeah. You guys are going to love dun, this dun. on Facebook. They're going to turn around and look at each other. And Mark Pellegrini liked scary stories. All right, this is a movie that came out, what, about a couple months ago now? Uh, a couple weeks ago. What's it, it called? Scary weeks? Stories to Watch When You're Scary in the Dark? Yeah, What's when you're in the dark or whatever. And, <laughs> and uh, it's based on some scholastic... Uh, uh, by books. Um, Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble. There you the, go. Uh, yeah, and, the, and they wrote these series yeah. of books, and I remember them because my kids used to read so them. Is it like a Goosebumps yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, it's kind of. But they're better than they're better than Stein. Okay, I'm just telling you, they were better than Stein's books. So I wish somebody else would have decided to make the movie. It was Guillermo del Toro, whom I am not a fan of, but I thought that they did a pretty good job. Uh, with with the the movies, uh, my wife and I went and saw it. I enjoyed the movie; thought it was fun. Doctor Tim Lim, <laughs> on the other hand, so not, called doctor. Now I know what his problems were. You know they 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 made it about an illegal alien coming across the border, and it was being a draft dodger. Yeah, all kinds of crap was in it that was like you know I would have typically hurled, but the overall <laughs> the overall all 
arc of it with so, the scarecrow and all yeah, that so was Tim, good. Tim and I actually agree on the bad parts of the movie. It's just that Tim hated the bad parts more than I did to the point where they ruined the movie for you, whereas I could watch the movie and still enjoy it. So. I just It all boils down to subversion. When mm. you know that people are inserting this into your movie, it makes mm. you... It makes you mad because, like, you and I both know this because we both make comics. There's nothing subversive in anything that we do that's not political. For example, if you and I make a Trump comic, it's all there. The cards are on the table. You can tell what we're trying to do. We're trying to have some fun. Right. You're it, not trying to have it both ways. Right. right. Now, when we do Black Ops, there is no subversion. It is, there is no hidden message. There's nothing in there. But when you know how the sausage is made, when you see someone slipping something into the meal that you, knew, you know that you're not going to like, I don't. There is no way for me to extricate myself from that. So, just for context for listeners, so scary stories. Um, the plot of the movie is about these books that are filled with scary stories. Um, some teenagers from in a, a small ghost. town, and, yeah, from a ghost, and these teenagers in a small town in 1969, 68, I think it was the period film. They find 1968. The book. 68. Thank you. So the yeah, that yeah, the year is important because they find the book. And they start reading the book, and their names start appearing in the stories. And once your name appears in the book, the story happens to you. There's no way to stop it, and it kills you. And the story is being written by a ghost. By a spirit. Yes, by by an evil ghost. Now, at the same time, the election, the Vietnam War is happening, and Nixon's re-election is happening. And so the director, whose name escapes me at the moment, Del Toro produced it, but I can't remember the director's name. He thought he was being really clever because he equated this magic book that kills you if your name appears in in it with the Vietnam draft, where if your name appeared on the draft, you went off to Vietnam and you died and it killed you and there's nothing you could do about it. So he was really, really impressed with himself. And so all throughout the movie, he just keeps hammering this allegory home with all this Nixon imagery and all this Vietnam imagery. And he does overdo it. Andre Overdahl. Andre Overdahl. So, yeah, Tim. Well, it was just the idea that you've already spelled it out for me. I mean, this is a movie where when you look at the trailers, there is no mention of this. The very first thing you see five minutes into the movie is a poster with Nixon with a swastika painted over it. (laughs) It's like 1968. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, my gosh, please, you're not doing this. And sure enough, like, I wish I had a notepad there because I could, like, make my own predictions. It's like I'm the... The ghost is is making like these scary stories, like written with like her ghost hand, and I'm in the theater making my predictions with my real hand. <laughs> and so it's it's like okay, so you have these kids and they're running away, and then they end up in this car with this like hunky Latino guy, and I'm just like, I know where this is going. Let's get some race mixing going on here. So sure enough, the little girl's like, oh my gosh, like he's hot. I was like, yeah, we know, we know, we get it. You're woke, Hollywood. You're so woke. 1968. <laughs> what what's next? Are the are the cops in the small here's town? Here's a problem. They weren't woke in 1968. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the problem. It's like it's like okay. So what happens next? The cops gonna stop him and call him a something with a <laughs> and, W yeah. with a W. And sure enough, it does happen in the most stereotypical way possible. Where you know, it's like you're not from around these parts, are you? He's like, oh no, I'm not. <laughs> it's like this is so heavy handed. I came to this movie. I paid seven dollars to watch a movie about. Scary stories, an adaptation of a children's book that I grew up reading. How in the world were you able to slip this nonsense into here? See, my, my problem is that they, mm. they were the – so it's a whole lot of um, criticism of the Vietnam War and 
we all, everyone criticizes the Vietnam War. We watch Forrest Gump. We watch anything. They criticize it, criticize it, criticize it, whatever. They criticize Nixon. Nixon's been a running gag since I was a kid. You know, that's, that's come to be expected. I was more annoyed by how self-impressed or Overdahl, Overdahl was because there's a part, there are parts where the characters are watching Nixon's reelection on the TV and then they get up to go to their car because they have to go chase the ghost or something. And then the camera just watches the TV for like, 15 more seconds and you're just watching Nixon, um, you know, celebrate his reelection, but it has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. You know, symbolically, maybe it has something to do with the plot of the movie because the draft and the, and the evil book, but it's just this director being so self-indulgent and so impressed with himself. That was annoying, but we haven't gotten to the good things about the movie. Yet. Here's what's annoying about yeah. it. There's not a, a person that that movie was made for. That understood anything about the Vietnam War, right? And what guess, was going on? Yeah. Nothing. So you had, if you, let's say you're trying to adapt it for kids, those kids aren't going to get that. So no. you're basically trying to indoctrinate them. It'd been that, better if you showed Starship Troopers or something, <laughs> right? And then, so are you, if you're if you're saying that the movie's being made for guys like me, you're not making a movie for me because I don't want to see the Vietnam War stuff. I want to see an adaptation of the the books I was yeah, reading. Absolutely. And um, so. All that stuff, like, they could have easily cut 35 minutes out of that movie, and it would have been a better movie. Because- I agree. It would have been a better movie if they cut that stuff out. But I think that there was the ratio of bad to good, in my opinion, was the good outweighed the bad because the stuff with the actual elements from the book was done so well. It was done well. And they, like, so we, Tim and I both watched the same documentary on how they made the monsters and the way they made the monsters is incredible. They, they drafted took, them. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, they, they took, and they sent um, them to basic training. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, they, they took the Stephen Gamel art from the original books. They put it into a computer. And then they, they modeled uh, the mold for the latex masks around the art. They basically traced the art you know, into the 3D modeling program. And then they poured the molds. And so the monsters are all done with practical effects. And they all look like they stepped directly out of the pages of those books. And they look incredible. They look so convincing and so spooky. They adapt each story. And they find unique ways to get to the same ends for those stories, like the way Harold ends the, the victim of that movie dies the same way they died in the original story. The, the way they get there is a little different, but they're still very accurate. And they did a great job with that stuff. But then the movie will just suddenly be like, hey, everybody, Nixon sucks. And you're like, oh, okay, clap. Yeah, we all knew that. <laughs> yeah. We figured that out back in the 70s. If anything, my, my worst uh, critique is that it could be a frustrating movie because it's a good movie that just has these really bad ideas sprinkled around it. But isn't that what Del Toro does as well? And that a lot of Del Toro movies are like that. Like I tried watch, you know, you try watching Crimson Peak. Like, oh, this would be really good, except there's just these bad moments of bad special effects or bad jokes or, geez, there's a movie Kronos that he does, a really old one that he made yeah. in Mexico uh, with Ron Perlman in it. And Ron Perlman's really annoying in that movie. And a lot of the characters are annoying. There's these moments of humor that aren't funny, where otherwise it's actually a very tragic drama about a guy who's basically turning into a, a vampire, I guess yeah. you'd call it, but he's more like a zombie. And there's a good movie hidden in there, but Del Toro just makes these bad decisions, puts in these stupid moments. That's why I've never been a Del Toro fan. I yeah. mean, Lambert and Lambert, or whatever that was called. It's, it's, that one, it's almost that. like, so to me, Scary Stories was a good movie in spite of itself, um, which is kind of what it boils down to. It's not, I'm not selling it very well, but I think if you want <laughs> to see, if you watch it on Netflix and you fast forward the Vietnam stuff and the woke moments and you just get the parts that are from the book, they are excellent and they're worth watching. Yeah, they were good. I, yeah. My favorite part was the guy that 
was all in pieces. Yeah, they call him the Jangly Man. Yeah, the Jangly Man. Man. That was very, very cool. Outside, outside of him like piecing himself together, like putting his body parts. Yeah. The moment he's fully formed, that's a real guy in a costume who's actually in the. They suit. got a contortionist. Oh, to do. Really? Yeah, they got a professional yeah. contortionist to do well, it. My favorite part of it was when his head came out of the the, the, the fireplace. Yeah. And, and, and it wakes and, up and he stops. And, and, and it looks and he says, talking to him. <laughs> and the sheriff doesn't ask it any questions or he just pulls his gun out and unloads on it. I <laughs> love that. Died, don't you, Walker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the part with uh, Good so stuff. The, the part with the pale lady from, she's from a story in Scary Stories called The Dream, which actually isn't that scary of a story. It just had a very frightening drawing in it. And so they build the, the they actually adapt it and they build a plot around it, but it's this very tense very uh, suspenseful moment where she's cornering this kid in, in a cross-section hallway and he can't get away from her. And it's really, really well done. Um, and the red spot, the one with the spiders, they, yeah. they do not cut anything out. That's that exactly good. how it happened in the story. Um, the the big toe, the part where the kid accidentally eats a toe that's in a, in a stew and then a monster <laughs> comes. And then a, yeah. and the monster comes and it's the famous monster from um, the haunted house, the lady with the long hair. You know, the, if you've read the books, you know what I'm talking about. And she shows up to get her toe back out of his stomach. I mean, they oh. and this movie's rated PG-13, but it doesn't hold that stuff back. Well, here's what I got to ask. So the the books from Scholastic, what mm-hmm. age group are they aimed at? They're for at? kids. Yeah, so this movie is not made for yeah, preaching. The same audience as the kids. No, it actually okay. has um, it has a remarkably similar plot to the Goosebumps movie from a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. the Goosebumps movie was more of a fantasy film for kids. It was more like the Goonies or the Monster right. Squad. This one is PG-13. I would say kids could watch it. It's actually not very gory at all. No. It's just got a lot of very scary imagery. Um, they do try to mix in some humor that's not very funny. Um, and the so ending, they kind of toe the line. Well, so <laughs> yes, uh, I'm sorry. The ending is um, yeah, the the ending. <laughs> they you can tell they reshot the last second of that movie because they they tease a sequel and it's so awkwardly crammed into the final second before the credits. Like ah, oh, that was no a when they're in the yeah, car. When they're in the car, you're like so oh, they, that's a reshoot. They kind of yeah. they kind of contort. Oh, the last stop it, Shane. You're right. it looks like it looks to me, and I've read that there will be a yeah, it did be, and that the way that they're going to do it is how does she get her friends back? I'm yeah. not giving anything away. Yeah, we're not giving anything away. How about are you going to get your yeah. friends back? And this time it's going to be about the 1980s and that terrible Nazi Reagan. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. yeah. awful. Yeah, every, don't don't support every right. movie, and then the third one will be about the Trump era. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Gipper. All right, we got a break. We'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so Shane's going to crawl out of here at about 5.30. Slither. No, he has not been drinking. Uh, <laughs> the reason he's leaving, he's got family obligations, and uh, you wanted to talk about Godzilla came out on DVD this week. Yeah, it came out on, on disc and whatnot, uh, various uh, ways to watch it. Of course, it's been available early digital for a couple of weeks, but... You know, I just want to uh, kind of dive into it. The movie did a lot, be a lot better than the than the I guess the narrative out there, yeah. the media narrative. Try to say it for for people who love kaiju movies. Everyone loved it. I explain kaiju. Kaiju is just the Japanese term for the big monsters that okay. stomp around and destroy cities and and all of that stuff. So, um, and then and then Gojira. Godzilla, Gojira. Gojira was like Gorilla Well or something, I um, think. Was they it? asked yeah. like a Gorilla and um, Go- Gojima. Gorilla, Gojima, 
And Gojima means whale. So, well, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of, and then it became Godzilla. But anyway, that movie, everybody I talked to that saw that movie enjoyed it. Me too. And then yeah. it made double, worldwide, it doubled its budget. Mm-hmm. But but anytime you see a headline or anything on it, they're like, "Oh, it's ter- it bombed it, it it you know." Well, and we were just talking about yeah. that. The the proper term is underperformed, and underperformed isn't the same thing as bombing or flopping. Right. Underperformed means it just didn't um, it didn't meet the expectations of the studio, but that doesn't mean it wasn't. Yeah, successful. it didn't lose money. Yeah, it, it and they never factor merchandising yeah. in on that or these DVD and Blu Ray sales right. that are going exactly. Yeah. So you know, we're all looking forward to a healthy series of. At least getting well, we're going to get Kong versus Godzilla because that one's already basically been made. Well, that's the one yeah. that I think they're going to retitle it. Godzilla completely owns Kong. <laughs> yeah, and there's not going to be any lightning recharging <laughs> Kong and all that madness from the sixties. Well, my, my favorite thing that someone pointed out to me is so that one of the subplots in uh, King of the Monsters was that Ghidorah um, makes this sound that attracts all the titans, the giant monsters, right. the kaiju on the planet, and they all come and they swarm around Ghidorah because but he Kong makes this noise. But Kong doesn't. Kong right. just sits on Skull Island. He's like, ah, Well, then you. they show in the, in, the, yeah. in the little montage at the end that a lot of the mammalian titans seem to be congregating towards Kong. Mm. Like there's a, if you watch that little montage of yeah. stuff at the end, it, it's obvious that it's setting up some of them are going to Godzilla and some of them are going to Kong. Uh, but I, I, I loved it, and, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to watching it get on video. I want to watch all the special features. Dave will never go to a Godzilla movie with me again because <laughs> oh, I was all right. I, I was just hooting. thought I was at the WWE. <laughs> I was hooting, and I was like, I embarrassed myself. I enjoyed that movie so much, especially when Mothra. Anyway, so loved the movie. Uh, so I hope that we get some more. Um, like you, I think you were saying, Mark. Was it you or Tim saying during the break it did well in Japan? Uh, I think it was me. Yeah. But, yeah, it did uh, yeah. very well in Japan. And what people might not realize is that it's the first American Godzilla movie to actually succeed in Japan. They didn't like the 1998 They one. hated it. They and, won't even call him Godzilla. Oh, yeah, they call him Zilla. Uh, yeah, he got, re, uh, he got retconned into being a separate monster called Zilla. But Zilla, they also right. didn't like the 2014 one. Um, so this is the first American Godzilla movie to be well-received in Japan. Um, which I think uh, actually has Toho worried because Toho's contract with Legendary was for three movies, um, Kong versus Godzilla being the last one. And then Toho had plans to start their own Japanese um, series of Godzilla movies called World of Godzilla. Um, are we almost out? Yeah, I'll okay. pick it up when we come back. Okay. Godzilla made $385 million. Not a flop by any mention. Shane, we'll see you next time. This is the end. Here Beautiful friend. is the news. All right, so you can see that really cool thing that uh, yeah. they gave me, making me an honorary geek. Uh, got it on the. Uh, you don't need. You don't need Facebook a certificate now. to tell you that you're a geek. Uh, no, because <laughs> I've always been a geek. Like I said, I was a nerd before I was a geek. Remember that movie? Have you seen that movie? Which Revenge one? of the Revenge Nerds. Nerds? Yeah, oh, yeah yes. that's me. Were you ever a spaz? No, I was not a spaz. <laughs> a spaz is somebody who was an uncool nerd. <laughs> I'm just saying. But I used to, when I was in high school, I was kind of the, the weird kid because I wrote for the school newspaper. I sang in the school choir. I acted in the stage productions. But then I played football, basketball, and baseball. <laughs> but you're not a nerd then. 
Yeah, I, I was. I well, was, you you were a nerd I, that no one could beat up. You're what they call it, normie. I was all over the place. I was kind of the Thomas Jefferson of Highland <laughs> High School. You mean the Ben Franklin? Yeah, maybe the Ben Franklin. <laughs> sure. Except that the the chicks didn't get. I wasn't a chick magnet. Uh, neither like, was I. Well, I still am not. Franklin so. was. Franklin was man. When he went to France, the women went nuts over him. <laughs> I still don't a, understand that, though. He was a heathen, not heathen, a heathen, like hedonistic. Yeah, he was, big time. He big time was. There's no doubt I mean, about that. I don't that. know if it's still in the curriculum for high school students today, but when I was in high school, the mandatory reading was Benton Franklin's autobiography, yeah. which, you know, which is that story of how he just showed up in Philadelphia with uh, nothing but two rolls in his pocket, and then he, you know, became Ben Franklin. <laughs> he had a couple of pennies yeah. in real, you know, penny yeah. saved is a penny or <laughs> Anyway. He came up with all that stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. a smart dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, if you think really, about the founding yeah. fathers; they were smart dudes. They really were. Everything you need to know about Benjamin Franklin, you can learn from Ben and Me. You know that Disney short with the mouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that's everything. <laughs> he really did fly a kite with a key on it on the string to prove he had his uh, he had his um his assistant who was i think 11 years old he flew it right yeah the assistant flew it and benjamin franklin was actually hiding in a ditch where it was safe (laughs) watching him like no no bobby you go ahead it'll be fine i did an interesting interview uh it was like what was it week before last i think that i had mary uh, graber on she's written a book about uh howard zinn Mm -hmm. dude's you got to read that book. Taking him down? Oh, yes. Yeah, because that book was oh, terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, she takes him. But, yeah, maybe a terrible, but it's in every high school, yeah, yeah. in college. Except ours. And yeah. I, didn't, I didn't find out about Howard Zinn until I was way after college. It was my post back. And people were like, oh, yeah, everyone read his textbook in high school. I was like, I didn't. Like, I don't know which textbook we read, but it definitely wasn't that one. I mean, what's really scary is when you listen to the Democrats now and you listen to Beto, some of the things that he says or... Uh, or you know, Cortez or him, they're quoting him. Right. <laughs> I mean, quoting him and his. I'm on p- regular radio. <laughs> I cannot yeah. say how detestable this guy really is and, and how he has misled uh, at least two generations of high schoolers. For people listening out there, so sometimes the, it's hard to distill complex political arguments into very small phrases. So I'm going to do it best based on our friend, the Gipper over there. There he is. So, you know, like America, <laughs> that America has had some things that we're not proud of, right? But his quote was the best. He said, what we need to be instilling into our children is an informed patriotism. Those two words are crucial because an informed patriotism, it's kind of like your family. You got that weird uncle. You got those times when you fight with your siblings. Yeah. You got those times Still where, love them. Yeah. You, you have those instances where things in your house are not going good, but you don't stop loving your family That's despite correct. its imperfections. And by that, by that phrase that he uses, an informed patriotism, is the idea that despite all of the shortcomings that America has done – you still love it regardless. I mean, the same thing with me, you know, like, um, and this is going to be very controversial, but I, I, I've said it before on the air. I don't mind saying Look it Look right at that <laughs> camera and tell them. You know, when my, uh, I'll tell you a key difference, and this is going to get, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to soften it up a bit. So, you know, when my, <laughs> when sometimes you'll, see, you'll hear people complain and they'll say, you know, in the past, this is what happened to your ancestors, blah, blah, blah. And that's why we don't like these people. When I was in California as a 10-year-old, my dad took me, it was near the Golden Gate Bridge, but they had like the very last piece of track of a train. And my dad's mentality was not like, oh my gosh, look what these people did to our people. He said, somewhere down the line, your ancestors helped build that railroad. 
Because it was an amazing achievement. And, and he said, that's what makes this country great. And here you are, generations later, and look at, you should be proud of that. Yeah. Right? And it's a completely different mentality. The mindset is different. And and sometimes there are people, especially adults, where I'm like, if I can't get you to change your mentality into into giving the benefit of the doubt that, that our country is great and it's done great things, I can't persuade you. No amount of data, facts, or anecdotal evidence will ever change your mind that this is how you should be looking at things, mm-hmm. you know? I agree with that. I, I look at America, and I know all its foibles and and warts and everything. I mean, I've studied history inside and out. But I'll tell you something. To what it has become from what it was, America's the greatest nation on earth. It constantly improves itself. It looks at it looks itself in the mirror and it changes. It's the only country I know who fought a war amongst its people right. to end a terrible terrible thing mm-hmm. in slavery. I mean, that that war claimed more Americans than any other war we've ever fought. Think and, about that. And for it was a amongst moment. ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and it was amongst ourselves. And it took that to put that to bed finally. Right. And then it took another 50 years afterwards, yeah. you know? I mean, it didn't just happen overnight. It never will happen overnight. And guess what? Slavery hasn't, ha- hasn't stopped all over the world. It still occurs in countries all over the world. Well, there's so many people in America right now who think they're oppressed, who think they're neglected, who think they have it awful. And like, if you took a hot shower this morning, if you've got air conditioning in your, in your <laughs> apartment, bad. you're doing better than a very large segment of the global population. I talked you've about got this it pretty good. <laughs> Two weeks ago, I talked about this. I happened to. I was just sitting in my backyard, okay, and suddenly it struck me. I mean, I've thought about this before, but it just really hit me hard that day. I was sitting there. I was having an adult beverage, looking at my pool. I just, I don't get in my pool. I'm not a water guy, but I like the sound of it, of the pump, you know, and the Mm -hmm. water moving and all that. And I'm sitting back there, and it was one of those perfect evenings. It was about 7 o'clock. Sun's starting to go down. It was starting to cool off. There wasn't a lot of humidity. It was quiet. And I just sat there, and I... And and Linda was sitting there, and I looked at her, and I said, do you realize how blessed we are? (laughs) It's true. And she just looked at me, and she said, what are you talking about? And I said, we live better than King Solomon did. Right. He didn't have running water. (laughs) Think think about that. We live better than most kings in the world today. I think about that all the time, too. Whenever I'm in the the shower, I'm like, you know, I bet, uh, yeah, (laughs) the king, like King John, King Anyon, they didn't yeah. have. A, they didn't, they didn't a have shower. any they didn't of that. Have a hot shower. They didn't yeah, have yeah. a flushing toilet. Well, they did. It just ran down the outside wall. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying. Someone there, someone a few uh, a while ago, they were like, "Well, yeah, but those people had harems of women." I was like, "Harems of women with no access to shaving equipment, <laughs> toothbrushes, <laughs> deodorant, yeah. like." Life is pretty good right now. I mean, now, when fellas. I'm sitting in my in my apartment, sitting in my recliner, watching horror movies on my TV, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, what would life be like if I had, you know, a three story mansion? I'd be sitting in my recliner <laughs> watching horror movies Isn't on my true? TV. Isn't that true? It is I, true. It, I would have. It wouldn't make a difference, you know. So you would just be grateful for what you got because you got it better than yeah, most you, people in history. You got it. You got it better than nine, probably ninety five percent of the people who live in this world. Right. Especially in the third world nations. They're just trying to scratch out a living. They're just wondering where their next meal is going to come from. You live in the greatest. 
You won the ultimate lottery. In life. You were mar- <laughs> yeah. you were born in America. I mean, seriously. That's true. You, you got a thermostat. That means you got it better than your granddad. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's too hot in here. I'm going to go out to crank up the AC. I like, remember oh, wow. when I was a lot younger and we didn't have central air. And at night, we'd wait. Hopefully, when the sun went down and the the water of Lake Michigan would cool the air and it would blow back in the land. And Dad had put a big uh, fan up in the attic and he turned that sucker on. And it sounded like the house was going to take off. But it, would start, it would start pulling all that cool air in at night. And then you had to put a sheet over top of you to stay, you know, warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I remember getting up the next morning and the sun had come back up and it was so hot. You put the fan in front of the screen door and lay in front of the fan on the linoleum to try to cool down. I mean, I remember that stuff. And, you know, the South would not be what it is today if not for central air conditioning. That's why all the big cities are down here now and not up north. Mm Mm-hmm. So I mean, when I go to when I go to work, I gotta wear you know business casual, so slacks and a dress shirt and everything. But I think about you ever watch an old movie from the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties, where people would wear you know seven layers of clothing to work in July, wool, like, yeah, wool clothing. Like they had, how did they not die? I, I <laughs> yeah, don't understand. I'm you know, along there was with no that. AC back then. There's no uh, there's no fans because they were the greatest generation. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying. So, I mean, we got it better than them. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I was reading um, an old ghost story, and I'm, I can't think of the title. I'm thinking it was The Body Snatcher by Robert Louis Stevenson. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it was a Victorian-era ghost story, and it just had this part at the beginning where the uh, the narrator is like, I was up late that night with a toothache because, as you know with toothaches, there's nothing to be done about them. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, well, times have changed. You can take an aspirin now. But yeah. Back then, it's like you had a toothache. Oh, that sucks. You <laughs> just suffered through it. Yeah. <laughs> Go see the dentist and let them use that kind of drill yeah, that they right. turned it around. Drill, right? yeah. <laughs> you know, um, do you know how George Washington died? You know, how they bled him to death? The, yes and no. Like the underlying disease, they bled. They bled him because his airway was getting shut off due to the infection that he got in his throat. Okay. So we were at Mount Vernon, and uh, I was with my wife, and I said, "What a great place to go, by the way! It's fantastic." Mm-hmm. And uh, so we got this tour, and they're like within. 48 hours he died he contracted whatever disease he got from the cold mm-hmm. they were bleeding him because started trying to open his airway couldn't do anything about it because he basically slowly suffocated yeah as his airway and, and you know wife was like i can tell you one thing and the tour they're like he died peacefully in his sleep and she was like he did not die peacefully <laughs> but she said the funny thing about it or the sad thing is that modern medicine would have made it where that guy that would have been taken care of within like take hours. a penicillin mm-hmm. take a penicillin <laughs> right and so, mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing just how how relatively new our country is, and yet even the passage of time can't keep up with the progress in technology and medical resources that we have nowadays. Yeah. Did you happen to see the um, the poll the other day about millennials, Generation X, and uh, baby boomers and how mm-hmm. they thought about different things and the big difference between millennials and the other two generations? One, patriotism. Everybody in the other Gen X and and baby boomers, 82% or higher. Mm -hmm. Millennials, 42%. I believe it. I believe it too. I mean, um, 42%. Yeah. That's sad. 
Well, it's because the idea of patriotism has been so vilified Maligned, in every form yeah. of media. You know, you're not supposed to be proud to be an American anymore. You're supposed to be ashamed. ashamed. America was built yeah. on the backs of slaves. Because you've been reading Howard Zinn. Yeah, right? <laughs> so America is just this, this awful, shameful nation. Look what we did to the Indians. Look at Jim Crow laws. Look at everything awful about America. What we did to the black man yourself. and all the rest. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're ashamed to be Americans. And it's so that... Tim and I are technically on the highest end of millennials, the oldest end. I, I consider myself more in common with Generation X, but because if you're born after 1980, you're a millennial, which is really? the unfortunate cutoff. Wow. Yeah, so we're technically millennials, but I don't feel I have anything in common with them. You, I don't. I sure. could say, beyond that, <laughs> they're in the wrong generation. Yeah, that we are. I feel, I feel much closer to so, Generation X. <laughs> I will say, though, and I think a lot of it has to deal with like um, what we grew up with, because we grew up in the Reagan era, very patriotic. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Shameless yeah. plug, we have a book called Black Hops, which is totally patriotic. Yeah. So if you're on Indiegogo, <laughs> go on Black Hops. It's about the United States Special Forces rabbit that takes out terrorists. It you is love un- it. unashamedly patriotic. Right-handed soldier. This is not the right-handed rabbit that went after Carter, okay? It is Just not. So you know. Well, he might, he might have because he was a Democrat, <laughs> but it's not a political book. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go there. All right. All right. So we got, uh, we got some time left here. You've got a new comic out. It's Black Ops, Hair Trigger. Okay, let me let me tell let you take a, a few moments here to tell us about it. Sure. It's a sequel and a soft reboot. So it's a sequel to last year's Black Ops, which was uh, an, a sleeper indie hit. Did so a big, it was a big hit. It was hit. big. So we sold about, I think, between issue one and issue two, we sold about 4,000 copies at Midtown Comics in Manhattan, sold out within the first day so wow. from the time that they opened. You can't even buy a physical copy anymore unless you find us at conventions. If you go... On Antarctic Press's website, it's sold out, sold out. So what we did was, you know, I, we I didn't really think forward in terms of what we wanted to do with it, but people were like, you should make a sequel. So we made a sequel to the book, and it's a sequel and a soft reboot, which means that if you haven't read Volume 1, don't worry about it, because we'll get you up to speed okay. with this one. So it's called Black Cop's Hair Trigger. It's on Indiegogo right now. Uh, we introduced a new character, so it's USAGI and Patrioter. So it's a it's a it's a... <laughs> Specially trained special more special missions forces rabbit and otter, and they're unique because they were uh, radi- they were exposed to radiation, so they're a little bit more intelligent than most animals. Okay, so the military can train them to do things, and so they're these terrorists, and they've taken over Heart Island in New York, and they're going to fire a biological agent into the city. So these two animals have to go in, one by land, one by sea. So it's two it's two artists, myself and Matt Weldon, one writer. And Sean Connery saves the day. <laughs> no, Believe, yes and no. We were actually, <laughs> it was very much inspired by, like, The Rock. That's what you I know? said. It sure sounded like The Rock to me. I know, but if you like, like, G.I. Joe, The Rock, yep. Jerry Bruckheimer movies, if you like video games like Metal Gear, you're going to love this book because we put a lot of that stuff in there. Cool. for sure. Very yeah. cool. And so it is a soft reboot, but if you go there and you read... Read up on Black Ops Hair Trigger, and it sounds up your alley. We do have trade paperbacks of the first volume that will be available as an add-on when you check out. So if you want the first volume as well, you can pick it up at the Indiegogo site. And if you're okay. a local listener, we're going to be at the Arkansas Comic Con. You want to bring it up? Are you going to have some we volume are. ones there? We will. All right. There you go. They're going to be back on next Friday. We're going to mm-hmm. have them here to talk about what's going on uh, over with the uh, Little Rock Comic Con. I've been in touch with them. They're going to be coming on. I'm waiting for them to tell me when they want to come back on here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Quick break, then we'll wrap it up here on a Friday edition of the show. All right, so 
let me just ask this of you guys and, and shane we know that you're waiting to talk I, i'm gonna i'm get you back on here in just a second what is it about the west coast that that the this whole woke thing that they supposedly have which is if you sit down and really think about where this country is and stuff is about as stupid as things come <laughs> i mean i've been woke for a long time and i can tell you america is a great country yeah. well i really hate the term woke i was actually i basically have it where if you use that term i know unironically in real life i feel like we can't be friends <laughs> because one your grammar's wrong right yeah it's sure like, you're just you, you're talking like a street person in rea- in reality like and it's funny because i hear academics say that and it's like yeah you're uh this is where our tax money is going to give you tenure with you can use the word woke <laughs> sure but i think the reason why it's primarily on the west coast and not the east coast is because so when you think of your bastions of urban liberal um areas you think of like austin texas new york city la and then you have like portland oregon which isn't really like a metropolitan a metropolis but you know it's a little pocket up there i think the key difference is that new york is typically associated as a sector of commerce a lot of hustle and bustle a lot of business so there's still a lot of decorum that's involved with that when you think of the west coast you think of like surfboards and sun and like utopia and stuff like that, so it kind of breeds that whole marijuana. Mentality. Yeah. yeah, it's the idea that that hedonistic mentality. All yeah. those people who just want to have fun. You well, know? I, I yeah. like to think of it this way. So they think that California is like the final front. Well, Alaska is the final frontier. California is kind of the state where it's like anything can happen. Yeah. I like to think of California as like America's petri dish. <laughs> you know, interesting things can develop in there, or you can get mold yeah. sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> or you can get. A toxin. Well, yeah. Now, I look at the coast states like this. The coast states are all blue. And right now, everybody is fleeing L.A. and New York to go, you know, to where... And the, infecting the, the rest yeah, exactly. of the nation. Exactly. It's an infection that's moving from the coasts into the heartland. It's working its way into the heartland if we don't do something about it. Because they're all going to vote Democrat for the same times of people who ruined the states they left. They're going to vote for those types of politicians here, you know, in Arkansas and other red states, and they're just going to infect the the heartland, the whole country, and then, yeah. I don't disagree with that at (laughs) all. Let's see what Shane has. What you think about, as you left, that you wanted to make sure that we knew about? Well, it wasn't that. I was innocently driving down the road listening to the Geek Panel on the radio, and about the 630-30 interchange, uh, I heard something that I almost, it was so horrifying. I almost swerved off the road and, and, and I, I, I heard that Mark and Tim are, are millennials. Yes. Te- yeah, technically. I, I technically. We are the oldest so end of millennials. <laughs> well, I always wondered why they wanted to sit around in red pajamas, holding hot cocoa and talk about <laughs> uh, healthcare. But I, I, I've been woke to the fact I don't know if I can. I might just have to tender my. I don't know if I can do this, Dave. Yeah, millennials. You know They're these guys. They're not millennials. Oh. I don't know if I can Not in the true now. sense. Let's just put it that way. Look, we we won't they're, support they're gonna, we won't support universal health care, but that they called it pumpkin spice health care. We'd be all over <laughs> that. You might, you might go for it. Well, I don't I don't know. It's kinda like how Tim says if somebody says woke, you don't know if you can be friends with them. I just I don't know if I can get past this one, guys. Right. Hey, one last message for the Ellswick listeners. We'll though. let you go, Shane. Go. Thanks. Get woke, go broke. There exactly. you go. You get broke if you go woke. That's exactly what happens. All right, we're out of time. And Mark, Tim, thanks so much. It's always a pleasure to have you here. We'll have you next Friday as well. We'll talk about the uh, Little Rock Comic Con that's coming up. And don't forget Monsters of Todd next Friday. Remember, God gave you a whole week of life. Give him at least one hour this weekend to talk to you. Do that for me? Good. See you Monday, 2 o'clock.
wait, Tuesday. I won't be here Monday. It's Labor Day. I'm not working Labor Labor Day. Hell no. Okay, I'll see you Tuesday. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 